0: i
1: to Barge Logic Political Talk, part of the conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network, and you can find the Patriot Journalist, dot, uh, Patriot Journalist by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. Uh, tonight, of course, uh, we are back from our little Thanksgiving break, and I hope you and yours had a wonderful holiday uh, with friends and family. And it is good to be back uh, tonight. We are going to uh, welcome uh, Thomas Pastor. Uh, we're going to have uh, conversations on something a lot of folks, including myself, to be honest, uh, did not think of or consider uh, with what's going on with the NFL. Of course, we know we're talking about the NFL and their uh, so-called protest uh, during the national anthem uh, at the football games. I mean, frankly, I haven't watched a football game all season, which – yeah, well, I can't say that I've watched some high school football, but when it comes to the NFL, I have not watched any of it all season. Uh, so I may I throw a Super Bowl party every year. I, I may this year, may not. I don't. I don't know. I'll be dis- disappointing a lot of friends if I <laughs> if I don't do that. Uh, but we'll be talking, as I said, about something that he's going to bring up tonight, uh, and you don't want to miss it. We're going to have him in shortly. I do see you on the line uh, Thomas, and I'm uh, excited to have you on and uh, to talk about it. And then, of course, we're also going to get some more uh, and more updates because we've talked about what's going on down, down there in Alabama. And, of course, I'm sure people heard the hoopla uh, going on with uh, Elizabeth Warren, which I contend uh, she's looking at 2020 uh, in a run against uh, Trump uh, – at that time, we'll, we'll see uh, what may But let's go ahead and bring in our guest for this evening So let's uh, welcome Thomas Thank you very much, Thomas, for coming to the show tonight How are you?
2: Good evening, and I appreciate you having me on uh, Definitely uh, interested in getting the message out On the concerns I have with this unfortunate practice At uh, football games as it relates to their alleged protest I think there's some information we need to get out to the public to let them know that this whole thing is disingenuous. It's a total disrespect towards veterans. Even though the uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL declare this has nothing to do with that. Uh, if, uh, if once we begin here, I would like to give the history of the. Uh, Uh, star-spangled banner actually wasn't called the national anthem at that time but i like to give the history to show that uh... and history won't lie in this case that the embracement of the national anthem the standing up the hand across the chest uh... civilian salute if you will was established in the root of the sport industry not with the government it actually started with sports industry first so it's their national anthem which was strictly related to respecting veterans, and it's their national anthem that they are disrespecting now.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to hear you know, more about that. And folks uh, who are on the line, we will get you in. Just push the one on your number dial, then you and I will go into the green room for a moment. Just you're so uh, get your name and we'll get into the show. Uh, if you have any comments or questions for uh, myself or uh, the guests tonight, uh, and you're welcome, of course, uh, and you'll find out which is new on the show, not new on this show, but uh, may, something you may not be uh, used to is that once you're here on the show, or we keep your mic open uh, and so you can stay in, a, uh, in the conversation on our, what we call our roundtable discussion. Uh, so we'll get you in uh, at the time. But we want to give, uh, of course, our guest uh, ample time. This is a three-hour program, so we have plenty of time here. Uh, and this isn't uh, my show, it's your show, uh, The People Show. And so we open up the forum and as we say here, Thomas, uh, the floor is yours to give us uh, all the information, uh, what may that you like. Go ahead.
2: Uh, Thank you. Uh, Coincidentally, it's almost a hundred years. Next year will be a hundred years since the sports industry embraced the uh, star spangled banner. Like I said, prior to our very federal government, even embracing it. And, uh, it's a sad commentary that at that time they stood tall they sang in unison and which is what the people used to do uh, uh when this race started they would sing the star spangled banner in unison in the stadium and uh and they would join together and essentially show their unified respect for our military dead and uh it's a sad commentary that 18 to now in 2017, 27- when uh People are getting multi-million dollar contracts to play these games that now we have a total uh, 180-degree turnaround where it's total disrespect towards the anthem, total disrespect towards our military veterans who unfortunately gave their lives away so they could never have the opportunity to sit at another game and cheer in unison with their fellow Americans. It's a sad commentary, and this is, uh, I'm afraid, a very tragic template that's being presented and designed by the NFL that may establish uh, future programs of a new way of forcing your so-called free speech down the throat of the thousands of Americans who don't want to hear it. And if we continue to allow the NFL and Roger Goodell to keep doing this under the guise that this is free speech – then America is going to be in for a shock because we're going to be distorting and abusing the constitutional rights that we have. And first thing, let me tell America that's listening in, when you practice free speech, and I'll say that with quotes around it, when you practice free speech in the workplace, and these individuals are employees, these football players, when you practice free speech in the workplace, it is not what we consider guaranteed, protected, free speech. There are consequences. And your employer is the one who can stop you from performing that free speech in the guise of a protest. Unfortunately, the NFL has refused to do that, but only with these individual players with this on the bended knee protest, because there's clear evidence uh, that our football players in the recent past wanted to uh, wear uh, emblems on their uniforms or uh, designs on their sneakers and stuff. In one particular case, they wanted to honor the victims of 9-11 when uh, September 11th came around, and the NFL said, no, you can't do that. Now, that would, ne- that would never have been an in-your-face protest like the uh, on the bending knee thing, but Roger Goodell wouldn't let them do that. Then there was uh, when we had the recent tragic killings of police officers in Texas, and football players wanted to wear emblems on their uniforms to show respect for these tragic murders. Once again, the NFL said no. And we can go on and on with real examples of practicing innocent, non-intrusive free speech, and yet the NFL said no. But come around this bending knee, in-your-face practice... With total disregard towards the veterans, while the national anthem is being played, he sides with them. So, America, you may love your sports, you may love your football, but if anybody who's a poor representative for the NFL has to be taken to the exit door. It's Roger Goodell. So you think about that, and you think about what they're doing, regardless of your passion for the sport. America has to come first, because without the basis of America, the loyalty, the patriotism, and rest assured, there's a lot of problems that we have in America. But without that basis foundation of American standard troll, you would never have had football games. You would have never had baseball games. It's the sacrifices of your fellow neighbors, your brothers, your sisters who go out there to unknown lands to protect us so we can enjoy and relish in all this entertainment. They come first. Your veterans come first. But if I can just go back to history again, 1918, World Series, Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs. And this was briefly now, this was during World War I. Within the first 17 months that America participated in World War I, we lost 100,000 Americans. Think about that. 100,000 Americans. America was extremely depressed. They were really in the dumps, if you will. They were going to baseball games. Now, here, this was the first game of the 1918 World Series with Babe Ruth pitching. I believe it was his last appearance with the Boston Red Sox. They couldn't even get the stadium half-filled. People weren't even participating as the game was being played. They were just sitting there, essentially depressed because of what was going on with a variety of other issues, too. But number one was the losses of Americans in World War I. And then came around, and let me preface because I forgot, during those times, military bands would participate at the games. They would they would go, depending on what city you were in, a military band was essentially your music that was being played during uh, the playing of a baseball game. Now, because everybody was so glum and down and not feeling good, the band, in the seventh inning stretch, during that first game of the World Series, during the seventh inning stretch, they decided to play the Star Spangled Banner. And the people stood at that time. That was the only practice at that time. The people stood up. There was a player on the Boston Red Sox who was on leave from the military. He had been granted permission. His name was Fred Thomas. He had been granted permission to play during that World Series. This shows that people not even the players, weren't totally obsessed with the game. They were more embracing being part of America. Once that Star Spangled Banner started playing, he stood up. He was in the field. He stood up and saluted. Now, the civilian interpretation of a salute is to put your hand across the chest. And that's what everybody in the stands did, because this was the first time that happened, because this military veteran who was allowed to play in that game, Fred Thomas, a Boston Red Sox player, saluted, and they inclined as uh, civilians, put their hand across the chest. And, and this is what people don't realize anymore, everybody started seeing the song in unison, and it got louder and louder. Now, the sports industry saw this, and they saw that it was inspiring people. It was reinvigorating their patriotism, their loyalty, and the most special thing they were showing their respect. could not be this. And this was the first in- the very first in- the national anthem and showing the mutual respect with the hand across the chest. In 1918, the first game of the World Series and the Boston Red Sox. And this carried on. Now, let me bring up the point. The United States of America had not established or embraced or endorsed the the Star Spangled Banner as our national anthem until 1931, 13 years later. The national anthem, the show of respect, and the joining in unison, singing the song together, and embracing patriotism came from the sports industry. So, Roger Goodell, you can't say this is not about disrespecting veterans when those overpaid malcontents get on one knee and disrespect the playing of the national anthem. It started with the sports industry. They embraced it. And that point, in fact, inspired Congress to declare it our national anthem in 1931. So if anybody thinks this is not about veterans, even all you great sports fans out there, if you don't think this is about veterans, when they get on bended knee and they show this disrespect, this disrespect, well, I'm sorry, you're wrong. History shows that this is what it's about. And as I also said, This deeply concerns me what they're doing and if it's allowed to continue because it's going to be a template that other places may start establishing because they're going to say, wow, employees can get up there with no repercussions from their boss. Look what these guys are doing. It could happen in movie theaters. It could happen on Broadway. It could happen in a restaurant. And if you don't think it won't, Think of all these young, innocent kids who are doing it now. They're mimicking these football players in high school football games. I mean, it's a disgrace what they're doing. These kids don't have a clue what the practice of speech is and the responsibilities that come with it. And they're mimicking these people. You don't think other organizations and other institutions will mimic it when they see the NFL football players get away with it like the NFL is doing now? This is a danger for all of us is going to distort the meaning of free speech. And one thing that everybody's got to learn, free speech comes with responsibility. You can't deny and hide your arrogance, your irresponsible behavior behind saying, oh, i got a constitutional right. Well, you've got to think of what it does to other people. And that's why I feel America has to stand up. I think there's a potential here uh, to prepare and, pre- well, actually, there's two pursuits. And one, uh, I, I know I, I spoke with you about, Robert, is uh, I think we could form a national belt boycott, which is essential. Not, not just with the NFL, but with their sponsors. Because this, uh, some of the sponsors have reflected their discontent with the NFL, but most of them have sided with them. And we all know the common denominator is the the dollar bill. They all care about the dollar bill first and America last. And it shows they disregard why they're making the dollar bill, dollar bills that he couldn't make possibly in many other countries. But be that as it may, I think we have the ability – and the desire to form a national boycott organization. With today's Internet and stuff, we could have central uh, contacts in each state who would then email to all the other uh, members, if you will, or constituents who uh, embrace a national boycott. And it is the most easiest activist performance you can do. All you got to do is sit home and do nothing. And let me explain. You don't have to go out and buy that Ford truck. Go to somebody else because Ford's a sponsor. You don't have to go to Papa John's and buy their pizza. Papa John's a sponsor.
1: Well, let, let me get yeah. Let me give you a little update though. Uh, I, I've been looking recently though, I, I think that uh, Papa John's kind of done a 180. Well, <laughs> it I've was embarrassing. Yeah, it wasn't Madison. He came out and said he was losing about
2: six percent of his profits, and I don't oh, yeah. know what kind he, of yeah, behind the scenes around. conversation yeah. went on later <laughs> on. I I I think he he would have been better off staying silent. But then he actually came out oh, yeah. and apologized for his his statement saying that he, uh, the NFL protest was hurting his business, and and. And then he said, Oh, I support the racial inequality. Well, you know, that hasn't been established by the NFL players. You can't go out there and throw spin words around like racial inequality, oppression, you know, and stuff like without defining what your protest is about. You just can't do that. And I will never buy another Papa John pizza in my life because he came out well, with this, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. My loss of profits had nothing to do with you, and I support racial oh, inequality. Okay, see
1: that part. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah he, he said definitely... that
2: about, Uh, I think, about 10 days after he supported him, and I blasted him. I sent them all an email, and I just told mm-hmm. people out there, I said, boycott Papa John's even more now. You know, you want to back out? Okay, but apologize? Apologize to people oh, yeah. who are sitting there on bending knee, disrespecting the veterans through well, the and uh, and plane of the uh, National Anthem? <laughs>
0: you
1: know? Well, yeah, and I think, any business, I think all the business should just stay the hell out of it. Uh, because, I mean, as, as we stated earlier, you know, when you and I were talking off air, is, you know, my opinion on that is, look, I mean, and, and I said, I think it should be – specific too i mean if if you're a gun seller and and you might want to make some comments on maybe some some things that are more right-leaning or 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 whatever but when when you're talking about you know the general public when half of your uh half your audience is on one side of the aisle and the other the other is on the other you need to just shut up (laughs) because why would you want to tick off you know half of your uh half of your your customers (laughs) Well,
2: you know, that that's, is that's so true. But once again, what they're all working on is the hope, and I'm I'm very sad to say this, they're working on the mm-hmm. hope that the apathy in America is so extensive that people are just going to say, oh, well, and they're going to say, you know, America has gotten lazy when yeah. it comes to political activism. And this government that we have is a participatory government. If you don't participate – and corporations, who are going to run right over you. And when you open mm-hmm. your eyes and realize what's happening, it's going to be great. And that's what I'm saying. A national boy can take the state. And, like I said, with the Internet, you can communicate so easy. You know, you can make the sponsors open their eyes wide. And we can do this with everything, practically, if we wanted to, because once again, we've got to realize the power of government lies with the people. We just lend that power to the elected officials. It's always with the people. That was the design of the Constitution. Unfortunately, we become too lazy and too apathetic to do that. But this is such an easy activist practice to design a national boycott, and then you could focus on everybody could send their emails out to Ford and all these Nike, you know, PepsiCo. You know, they could send all, and there's numerous of them. You could send your emails out and says we're not buying your products. And it's not just me. I'm part of a membership of 10,000 people in my state. Now, do the math. If you've got 10,000 people in each state and you've got 50 states, do the math. You don't think the sponsors are going to pay attention? They're going to call Roger Goodell and say, you better get them guys off their knees and get them standing tall. And play the game because that's what they're there for. They're there to do a job. We got we lost perspective, you know. And these are the people. And this is the irony, These are the people that we call warriors and gladiators. Mm hmm. Can't
3: yeah, hear
2: anything.
1: Excuse me, folks, you know, I cannot hear anything from our guest. I'm looking at that right now. Uh, so if someone would like to, else would like to chime in, uh, and if you can hear me, Tom, we cannot hear you. I don't know if uh, something dropped. Yeah, it looks like Tom uh, dropped, but we got another caller here we'll get in. Uh, let me go ahead and open up uh, the Dr. Tolbert, uh, and then we'll go ahead and uh, – Thank you very much, Dr. Torbert And then we've got Cindy on the line as well. Uh, I don't know what uh, happened there. We, we, we stopped being able to hear him. Uh, so, Dr. Torbert uh, we, uh, Cindy, we'll get you in as well. Thank you for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
4: Good. You were dropped off completely. You, I could not hear you either. You were totally disrupted. So he may have hung up because he couldn't hear you. I had to that oh, him wow. three times well, that's a because, to yeah, read- we've got a bunch of yeah, we
1: got a bunch of people looking to uh, to chime in and we'll get you all in uh, Let me go ahead
4: and, um, and uh, I think I may have uh, Let me just pick you, up You go ahead Tom and I'll
1: got, be in the green room
4: Yeah and I'll just pick up Where Tom was at until, until he gets Back on but what Tom was Talking about and I had discussed This before and for your information Tom is is a Vietnam veteran As well as myself and I'm a Retired master sergeant So where Tom is coming from is Not based just on Uh, research and acknowledgement of what was happening in the past but what is currently going on what had taken place was that he was bringing up the historical value and then the rights of the first amendment and the supreme court actually ruled on this that business and corporations could control the right of speech within their own organization. So and
1: we do, and we do have them back. we do have we them back on the to... line. Yeah, Yeah, we do have them back on the
4: line. Go ahead. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> line. Go, yeah. Go ahead yeah. So what there was is that the um, the franchise owners uh, of these restaurants and these food and these these businesses were coming in and saying. We disagree with what a real, you
1: real quick, or, Dr. Tolbert, I'm, I'm sorry. A real quick, Dr. Tolbert, I'm sorry. Real quick, Dr. Tolbert, I don't know if it's uh, just with your mic or your phone, uh, Thomas. I I don't know if it's uh, wind or bra- uh, breathing or something. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like you're blowing it to your phone. Um, I, I don't know if you're having this, some audio problems there, but I just wanted to let you know that that I'm hearing some Who's type that? of uh, blowing it to your phone. Uh, I don't know if it's breathing, I said, or if it's a wind or something or what have you, but uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, but go ahead, go ahead, Dr. Colbert, then we're going to go ahead and bring uh, Thomas back in. we got plenty of time, and then, yes, uh, Cindy will get you in. Susan will get you in as well. Um, and just as I said, folks, we're to get in push the one on your number dial. Uh, we'll get you in the show. We've got plenty of time. Go ahead, Dr. Colbert.
4: Yeah, and for those people that are monitoring and on the show when you're not speaking, just put your phone on mute, and that way when you get ready to talk, you can take it off and mute. But what had happened is these uh, uh, sponsors or people that were promoting the football uh, games were saying that they disagreed with the players, but the players had First Amendment rights. And, of course, that was untrue. What Ford, Papa John, and a couple of found out later, well, there was no First Amendment right of the players doing that. So that's when the sponsors backed away and said not only do we not support the players for doing it, uh, we don't believe they have a First Amendment right. So there's been a recategory. They were trying to, gee, we want to stay a sponsor, so we're going to take two sides of the story, and now we're going to let Tom get back in. I just wanted to reclarify that. So let Tom go ahead and speak now, uh, Robert. Hello? Thank you very much. Uh, You're back on, Thomas. Thank you.
2: Uh, Thanks. I apologize for that. I've been having problems with my phone, and I thought they fixed it, but somehow it went off on me again. But I hope you can hear me now. I'm on a different phone. Uh, But uh, I understand what Dr. Tobit is saying, and and I definitely agree with that. I'm I'm sad that, you know, these people are uneducated about what they're doing, and the NFL, not knowing its own history, should have said this is something you can't do, you know. And and they have – total legal right to dismiss these people, suspend them for what they're doing, because once again, they can't practice that with immunity. They can't practice their protest free speech with immunity uh, within the confines of the workplace, which is whatever stadium they're in on that day. And uh, unfortunately, they've let these people loose now with this. So uh, like I was stating before, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be mimicked uh, by other people, like I said, the high schools are mimicking this, school bands are mimicking mm-hmm. this and getting on one knee, not even knowing what they 're really doing, and not even knowing if there 's a just cause here, but they 're mimicking this, and i I expect that this will expand once they see that these uh, these individual football players are doing this with essentially what appears to be immunity you know from the uh, NFL but in fact, the public's going to think they 're practicing free speech. Other people are going to say, "Well, I can do that too." and like I said, you could be in a movie theater, you could be watching a play uh at uh, on Broadway, and all of a sudden people go into a protest format you know and and what are you going to do and they're going to, and they're all going to reflect this or you know, these actions that the NFL is allowing as their you know their allowance card, if you will, so they can do it too because that that's what unfortunately people do nowadays instead of educating themselves, they just mimic what other people are doing. So and and um, I know there's an outcry throughout America on what's this doing, but I don't think it's a substantial outcry. As far as I'm concerned, as soon as they did the first protest, everybody should have got up and walked out of the stadium. Unfortunately, like I said, apathy and laziness has uh inflicted a lot of Americans, you know, and, and who don't realize uh the true intent of why national anthem is being sung at the stadiums, even though the the sports industry is the one that helped establish that, uh, that brief moment in time of loyalty and patriotism and uh, respect for our military dead. And uh, I, I wish more people, I know the media is not really helping us a lot either. And I'm not surprised because the majority of the media is so left wing. I think they need a map to get out of their own guilty conscience but uh <laughs> it's very sad you know but they they should be doing more and but they won't and they and they don't because they also receive uh you know uh advertisement money you know goes on their tubes so you know or it, it goes into print in the papers i mean i, I mean let, let's look at it in its true reflection uh, uh an individual an unknown american if you will dies in iraq or afghanistan He's on page 20 of the newspaper. Uh football player twists his ankle. He's on page one. I mean, it's insanity plus what's going on in this country. We've lost perspective, you know, and uh, I don't know if you had heard me say uh, before my phone went out that these are the ones the media are calling the football players, the uh, baseball. They're calling these people the gladiators and the warriors and such. And it's such right. a misidentification because the real warriors and the gladiators and the heroes are the ones that we essentially have all made unknown so, unknown soldiers in America, and it's a sad commentary on what's going on here. But I and I know we spoke about this too. I wanted to introduce, unless you want, unless someone else has something else to say. I, you know, I, I would love to know more about if people have any practice in the boycott. You know, because I know that was an instrument in the '70s and stuff that was widely used and quite effectively. But I don't know if we uh, Americans even know about their right to boycott, and they better practice it before that's taken away too. But the boycott is is a massive weapon, and you could actually control government with that too if you wanted to, and you could rightfully do that. But uh, I I would love to hear somebody lay out a map on uh, what could be done, especially via the Internet, on how people can do that and form a a formidable – a representative for America because we can't expect our politicians to be our representatives anymore. So uh, we need to do it ourselves, and uh, we could do it through the art of boycott, which is probably the most simplest form. But, uh, and like I said, Robert, I'd like to get into the other angle we talked about. Another pursuit which I would love to speak with some legal minds about is what's called the captive audience doctrine, which may establish, and I'll explain it. Uh, in a little while, but it may establish that what they're doing in the uh, NFL stadiums is unconstitutional.
4: But I'll, I'll hold off on for that
1: you for know, a definitely, second. I definitely want to we'll talk about that, I'll have to actually change some things in the description because I caught it have his uh, uh, Captivato principal. I, I had Doctrine in, that, doctrine in there, well, but one. then I changed it to principal because we were – I know we were battling back. We were talking back and forth on which one it was. But, yeah, we do have a couple more callers we'll get in, and then, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Uh, and then, you know, for others out there, give us a call at 347-945-7428. Push the one on your number dial. We'll get in the – Get you in and uh, welcome, uh, American Statesman as well. It's good to see you uh, in the chat there. Uh, and so let's go ahead and uh, bring in because she was chiming in, uh, Cindy, and then Susan. will get you in as well. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Cindy, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
5: Hey, I'm doing fine. I'm a bit tired because busy, but otherwise okay. Um, I'm glad you got this guy on tonight
1: for, uh, and we got and the we got the, the the wind or the breathing uh, again, Thomas. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cindy. Yeah.
5: All right. Stop ble- breathing in the phone, somebody. <laughs> uh, so We're not in Bards Logic that.
1: After Dark yet. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Cindy.
5: <laughs> okay. Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind <clears throat> when you start discussing um, what can we do to counter-protest this protest Um and I, I it came to my mind the scene in Casablanca where the british the excuse me the German officers are in in uh Rick's cafe and they start singing their um their patriotic song you know their German patriotic songs you know and um Victor Laszlo comes over and he starts leading all the French people in there in the french um uh, one of those French patriotic songs, and they just totally drowned out the the German guys, and they end up leaving and you know making Rick close the cafe and everything. Okay, well, I don't. What what is very telling about this is that as Tom mentioned earlier, it's surprising that people didn't haven't and, and still haven't got the idea of Getting up and walking out when those players um, start bending their knee, but even well, I don't even reason why they're not doing
1: that because they spend a hundred dollars for one ticket. <laughs> they're not going to leave after right. spending a hundred dollars for they'll, one ticket. Now walk away and get and, a hot dog and, or something, but <laughs> but I wouldn't leave. The right. st- they're not going to leave the stadium,
5: right? And hence, am you don't, you don't buy the t- you don't buy the ticket in the first place. If that's where your money's going, do you really want to do that? Um, But anyway, um, I I see a chance where people, you know, if they just really want to be at the football game, fine. Why don't they start singing the national anthem so loud that even the person who's leading it, the stupid person down there grabbing their crotch or somebody, whoever's leading it um, can't even be heard because they are singing so loud and so patriotically I mean, there's things people can do, and they're just flat out not doing it. I don't know if they just can't get an idea, or if there's no one to lead them. I mean, you know, how people need a leader. They they just don't seem to be able to come up with anything anymore. Um, it's like people are just led around. It's the sheeple for sure, you know. Um. But yeah, I'm I. There is not. We've had this discussion before on this show, Tom. There is not necessarily a, um, a free speech element uh, or right in a private business or private setting. Um, for instance, I can't go into a movie theater and I can't just start laughing and carrying on, telling jokes, standing up, walking in front of people. I mean, that owner of that theater is going to come in there and haul me out right quick. You know, um, I can't, you can't even bring in your own popcorn in there. They'll haul you out of there. Um, So you don't necessarily have free speech when it's a a private um, organization or a a privately owned company or anything. Um, Companies have all these policies, you know, uh, there's um, um, uh, fraternization policies and, Mm-hmm. Um, eating in the office policies and using the computer policies and um, there is not necessarily free speech every single place you go. The free speech that we have in our Bill of Rights speaks to the issue that we have the right to um, speak our mind in a public forum. If I go to a politician's um, rally Okay And it's you know the public Is invited um, I can say what I want But you know what If if uh, you know Like when Trump had the hecklers Come in there he would usher them right out of there You know
1: Get so, them out of there
5: Yeah I mean you, you can't <laughs> you can't necessarily just assume That every place you go you know, and here's the thing: the place where you should get freedom of speech, and um, uh, Mark Mark Pr- Pr- Prasik, what's his last name again? Prasick. Mm-hmm. Mark Prasik. Um, You know, as he was stating, where we should have free speech is on the public airways. Um, when I walk down the street. I should be able to carry a sign with me wherever I want to go. If it's public property, I should be able to carry a sign that says whatever I want to say as long as it's not vulgar. You know, we do have laws about, you know, vulgar things. Children are out there, you know. (laughs) But basically, you know, there's public access and then there's private access. And you don't necessarily have the right to say whatever the heck you want to say. Now, if you want to say, "Well, sure," the National Football League has the right to allow those guys to do that. That's absolutely true. And then we have the right to say, "Fine, we don't want to come to your football games." And I think They're that is an profits my <laughs> exactly exactly. And I think that's an excellent way for us to um, make our point. You know, our counterpoint. And I think that what they're hoping for is that this is all going to die down, people are going to come back Mm -hmm. to football. But i got news for you. My husband has pretty much walked away for, for good, and not necessarily because of this, but because of other things the National Football League has done and the way the players behave on the field. My husband got sick of it, and he hasn't watched Monday Night Football in years and years now. So I mean, what dun, they're dun, doing dun, and what they're allowed, <laughs> what they're allowed. All my rowdy friends are calling. Oh, what a night! <laughs> Remember that? That was the good old days. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> but anyway, well, that was Monday um, night for you. Yeah. So right. that's that's my two cents, and I I fully support uh, Tom. If you're going to do any kind mm. of a um, boycott, um, I'll be there. I, I haven't necess- I don't even know who's sponsoring them because I don't watch the dumb football games. But um, I'll, I'll do it if you tell me who.
2: Well, you know, and, and I appreciate that. W- what we would need, though, is, if you will, for lack of a better title, central a central headquarters in, in each state where there'd be somebody out there who can compile a substantial list of people in their state and they would be contacted accordingly, each state saying, Okay, we're gonna boycott so and so and then they would inform all their enlisted members in their state and like I said, if you got ten thousand in each state and then you just casually notify somebody like Ford Motor Company or something like this, we're doing a massive boycott against you. And you see how fast they get on their phone and they and and they contact individuals like Roger Goodell. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the NFL because like I said, they're creating a dangerous template that other people are going to pick up on because they see the immunity that's been mm-hmm. granted to these people, an undeserved immunity, by the way. And But they're going to try to mimic it, only in some cases, only to see what they can get away with. And, and the, the one point I have to sadly disagree with you on is, this will not go away, and it won't be because of the No, I,
5: I meant that they were hoping it was going to go away, yeah. but it's not. Well, I, I'm agreeing it, with it you will, on
2: that. Yeah, because it, it's go, this has given a green light to the football players to come out there and protest and argue and dispute whatever's on their mind on that particular day. Why? Because they've been given the green light by a guy who should be resigning, as far as I'm concerned. He should resign from the NFL because he's lost perspective. Another thing America needs to know, and I hope this gets out to everybody, to show how disloyal the NFL is. If anybody knows, uh, and this was discovered, I think, in 2014, the Paid for Patriotism program that unfortunately colluded between the sports industry and the United States government. And now, there's a certain amount of money each military organization gives to NBA, NFL, uh, NASCAR, if you will, even and uh, you know, a baseball. They give a certain amount of money to so they can advertise to try to get recruiters or recruitments into the service. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. What they were doing was they were also giving them additional funds to do what I call. Fake patriotism performances in the stadium. Now, some we've seen some of them on TV where they, they have the child up there, you know, maybe at an NBA game or, in, uh, you know, on the green there in an uh, NFL stadium. A child, they bring a child out there with some pretense or something that he is uh, – they, they're going to talk to him about something. Suddenly some guy takes a helmet out, and it's his father who just came back from Afghanistan. Well, those weren't real performances. The government paid the NFL. They paid the NBA. They paid Major League Baseball. Even NASCAR took some of that money to have what they called paid-for-patriotism performances. They paid them to make it look like they were patriotic, Uh, you know, the – basketball team or whatever, the NFL team was patriotic, and here we're all embracing the return of a father from Afghanistan or a mother from Afghanistan, and you know the media loves doing that, you know, watching them hug and and the whole family get together. A lot of that was paid for by our tax dollars. We gave it to them as an incentive to conduct these performances, and the largest taker of our tax dollars for this paid-for patriotism was the NFL. And when they got caught, I believe, in 2015, they promised to give back. They had about $700,000 in their coffers that they said they would return up to this up to this day. I don't know if they ever returned it. So you've got to think about what's going on there. These are massive corporations who only wave the American flag when it suits their purpose. These people need to be taken down a whole bunch of pegs, not just one or two pegs. They need to be brought back down to earth. Because this is America's country, not the corporation's company. Read it. Uh, John McCain, Senator John McCain, and another individual whose name slips my mind, and it's out there if you search for it. Just type in the computer Pay for Patriotism report by John McCain, and, and you'll see it. It's a massive report. Everybody, just about everybody, every team and all these sports leagues were guilty of taking our tax dollars to pretend they, they embrace patriotism in America. So you've got to realize what we're dealing with here, and, and, and it might even give you a sad understanding of why they're letting these people shove their protests down our throats when we pay $100, $200 or whatever it is for a ticket merely to watch a sporting event. So it's a sad commentary on what America has become.
1: Indeed. Let's go ahead and get Susan's uh, perspective here. We'll bring things back around. Uh, and we do see, wow, so it's a whole hour has passed already. Uh, but we still have uh, plenty of time to uh, bring in all the different topics. But let's go ahead and bring in uh, Susan. Thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
6: Hi. I'm alive and kicking. <laughs> That's good. Um, but I do have, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I, I do have some disagreements with the gentlemen. I do. Um, first of all, I support the players in what they're doing Not through the First Amendment I'm sorry They're protesting peacefully And Kent State students were too And they got murdered That's wrong So, wait, we'll, we'll, and we'll go, know, so
1: we got the, the breathing thing again going on I'm so sorry, uh, Thomas I, th- I Yeah, I think that your phone's got a really good mic on it But, you know, I okay. <laughs> so can hear you breathing yeah, that. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom well, Yeah, not- I think that's what we got there
2: yeah, I'm not used to using a cell phone that much, so... <laughs>
1: That's okay. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Susan.
6: Okay, so you can have... And if it happens to you, if you're protesting something and they do this kind of stuff to you, you ain't going to like it. And as far as pay for... I wrote a blog on the taping. That's old news. I wrote a blog on it over a year ago. You know, bring the government. They're the ones giving the money to the teams. Yeah, the teams are accepting it, but... If the government handed you a million dollars, just for no reason, just let us have a 5 in your, you wouldn't turn it down. Come on, now. Be I, really, really, really honest, I, honest I, about I, it. I, no, I'm I not missing the point. No, I'm not. the
2: point. Susan. You're missing the point, Susan.
6: I'm, I'm, I'm speaking I'm, right now. Okay? I, I, I'm speaking right now.
1: Hold on one so person at interrupt- a time. Let's not get all mad, people. Go ahead, go ahead Susan, and then we'll bring, we'll bring Thomas back in. Go ahead.
6: The Seattle Seahawks' Michael Bennett, who has been one of the most outstanding voices on this, yes, he has, given a unit coin from a Vietnam veteran, and he lost half his battalion. And he said he just paid the coin for the people to see. And um, he said, you know what? I'm just not sitting on numerous occasions stressing that protests are not meant to be critical of the military. He's gonna this next week where he's honoring POWs and MIAs, he's hoping to shine a light on the post traumatic stress disorder. So these are issues he's he's fighting for the vets. So if he wants to do it that way, I approve of that. You know, I don't like that they're doing it on my dime. No, I think they should go to City Hall. I think they should do it in the papers. I think they should do it like you and I have to do it. I agree with that. But you know what? It's the owners and Roger Goodell who have the right to say something, who have the right to fire them. The government has no right because they cannot violate the First Amendment. And I'm sorry to say they would if they did something. It says peacefully, and uh, when they kneel, they are being peaceful. Tim to I don't know, but no, i oh, 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 oh. Tim Tito, Tim Tito. Now you Thank supported you. him, so did I. So he can kneel for prayer for God that they can't. Oh, 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 you know, I see a lot of hypocrisy in conservative Republicans. I do. I see it, even if I don't agree with the others. And the wars, as for wars oh, come on now, come on, taxes were not raised to carry on wars. Wars were raised to carry on taxes from Thomas Paine. So if you think I'm going to support wars, I may support bets, <laughs> as John Birch
1: was well, fighting. My, well, here's where I'm going to interject here, when you know I don't do that very often, but I'm going to at this point, is that where's TMT? But all, all i got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this short. Where's Tim Tebow now? You know, and everyone here knows here I'm not the, the religious guy in the show. That's that's other people who are here. But the thing is, is I didn't have any problem with what Tim Tebow did. Obviously, they did have a problem with what he. and I think that's why a lot of people were mad. When Tim Tebow was out there, you know, kneeling, people were like, well, wait a minute. It's, a, it's about their you, – and you, you speak of hypocrisy, Susan. I mean, there's sure, – yeah, there's hypocrisy with what they're doing. They pretty much ran Tim Tebow out of football. You know, what he did, but then you got, but hold on. But then you have, you know, you have Tim Tebow getting pretty much ran out of football and then you have, you know, these guys and it's more than just one person, you know, and, there, and Tim Tebow, we didn't like time when he was going to do it. I mean, what, what he was doing was spontaneous. These protests that they're doing in there, one, I mean, let me tell you something, if I take my time and I, I want to protest something because I think that short men are discriminated more than anyone in the entire country because I'm five foot six. And I say, you know what, I'm just going to kneel down in my work, you know, when it's time, you know, and, and, and have a protest. Guess what? I'm going to get some, some type of corrective action because I'm not allowed to do no, that. I it's agree. my First Amendment right that I should – wait a minute that I should be able to do it. But let me tell you something. My boss is going to come to me and say, Ron, what are you doing? You're, you're supposed to be working. You're supposed to be you know doing whatever you're supposed to do, and it is in the operations manual okay we i think maybe people forgot this it is in the operations and you know whether you think it's because of the protest or whatever, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing it is in the opera and i I do see other folks want to chime in and I'll get you in the green room and we'll get you we'll get you in. Um, and remember, folks, and I appreciate you coming to the show. We'll get you in. Also, to share the link out to others and make you listen to the podcast and you know, hopefully join us in another show. But, you know, but the thing is, and see, I just, I just lost my point. But if I did that at work, i get written up, and it is in the operations manual. Okay, It's not like in, a, in the rule book, but it is in the operations manual of what they're supposed to be doing during the national anthem, and they're not doing it. Uh, go ahead and finish your point, uh, Susan. Then we're going to bring in Tom. And while you're doing that, I'm going to uh, talk to some folks in the green room, uh, get names, and then we'll get people who want to chime in, uh, we'll get you in. So go ahead, Susan. And I'm going to, uh, and let's not interrupt people, but it's my prerogative. I'm That's just okay. But go ahead.
6: Um, go ahead, Susan. No, I, I, of course your boss has a right to, but President Trump wouldn't have a right to. He has no right at your job to tell you that you can't kneel down and protest for your size. But your boss sure as heck says, well, you're on the job and getting paid. So that's why I said Goodell and the owners do have a right. And Jerry Jones did try, and they went after him. Okay. And as for Tim Tebow, well, you know, I have defended him a lot for his right, and so did the Muslims. There was a Muslim business right across the the Umbraqa, and they put a sign up saying, and they, they praised him. So, you know, it wasn't like he was overlooked, and God has blessed him and stood by him. So, you know, um, I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that. He's a shining example of, of what should be allowed. But, you know, I mean, and, and it wasn't their fault. Goodell wouldn't even let the, I think it was, it was in Dallas, where uh, the, the socks and shoes uh, uh, supporting the murdered police officers. No, he wouldn't let them do that. And that was wrong. That was wrong. If they, they can do this protesting, he should allow them to do that. So, yeah, there are hypocrisies in this. I'm just saying that I will not go against them doing this because I believe in the person that I have to. I have to, as a member of the John Bush Society, I believe in everyone, every amendment. And if you don't support that equally, you got problems, whether it's you're and, a liberal and, uh, or you're a conservative.
1: And, and I'll make this point, and then bring it over to Thomas. I'm not saying that, and, and they should be able to exercise the right. But the First Amendment isn't about practicing your protest inside a football stadium. It's about going to the public square, going to the, like the middle of the city. Going to the streets yeah. of the city
4: yeah. and, and,
1: and non and hold on and nonviolently protesting off the clock. Off the clock. These guys are on the clock. They're working. They should my point is, is they agree. should be doing what they're doing. Your work hour or hours these guys work is not is, is not the time nor the place to to do it. That's my opinion. But let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Thomas, and then we have Phil on the line. Who'd like to chime in? We also have Nisha, uh, who'd like to chime in as well. We're going to bring them in uh, uh, to the show on this, and then we'll bring things back around unless we get some more callers and we want to uh, be able to get them in. Uh, so uh, we're excited to get uh, Phil and Nisha in, but let's go ahead first and bring it back to you, Thomas. I
2: appreciate it. And, you know, Susan, I appreciate what you say. You know, I've participated in protest since 1970. I've been a, I was one time very active. You know, protest. I know how to formulate them. I know how to design intent so you get your best message out. And you also got to educate yourself on not to re- disrespect your listeners, if you will. Because if you disrespect the listeners, no one's going to hear what you have to say. But let's go back to the, uh, the, set, the, fight, the last thing you brought up was about getting the money from the government. Well, first of all, the NFL, out of tw- 28 out of the 31 stadiums in this country, have been subsidized with your money and my money. Yeah, no, 't come... the one
1: here in Cincinnati. Sorry. Yeah,
2: they've been <laughs> subsidized. And we're talking Austin.
1: about putting the soccer stadium up. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, and not only that, they get money from us from both sides. We float, a lot of cities will float interest-free bonds to pay, you know, for the NFL, whatever money they put in. They get bonds. They borrow money from the public interest-free or low-interest-free. Plus, we subsidize them every which way to Sunday. So they get millions upon millions of dollars from each stadium. And then they blackmail people and say, well, if you don't build us a new stadium, we're going to go to Baltimore. We're going to go to Boston. And they scare the politicians, because politicians probably leave their backbone at home when they go to work. So they just bend down on their knee. They bend down on their knee and give them our money. So If somebody – if the government came up to me as a sports owner and said, I want you to pretend patriotism, and I'm going to give you a specified amount of money because they gave them – the government gave them a specified amount of money to do this paid for patriotism performance, I would have – chase them out of my office i would have said how dare you if i'm going to show patriotism towards my country i'm going to do it with money out of my pocket from the profits i'm making from these gracious people that are coming to watch my sporting event i don't need your blood money now if you think that's all right and you're going to take it well i i feel sorry for you in that respect i would never take blood money to pretend i'm a patriotic citizen and for the second, for the first thing about the, uh, you're calling it a peaceful protest, they're not protesting before the National Anthem. They're not protesting after the National Anthem. They protest when they ask the public, could you please stand up for the singing or the playing of the National Anthem, a moment of respect for our military dead. for actually allows us, and it's up to each individual, a moment to mourn. And if you think that's respectful when they only do it at that particular time frame, when we all stand up to show respect for the country and our military dead, well, once again, I feel sorry for you, too. That's not protest. And once I, and as I opened up in the beginning, I said, freedoms come with responsibility. I am well aware of the First Amendment, maybe more so than you suspect. I practiced it. My first protest was in 1970. You know, protest, protesting the Vietnam War. And you know why? Because I was there, and I knew it. I made an educated protest, not an ignorant one, just to let people know I was on planet Earth. So, as I said, you know, you – and I appreciate your comments, and they're constructive, Then they're, they're not offensive. But sometimes we have to sit back and reflect as humans what is right and what is wrong for the good of the country so we continue to exist. And flourish. I don't see what they're doing as anything positive for America.
1: And we got uh, the, yeah. you know, other folks. Uh, well, we'll bring it back, uh, Susan. But I do want to be able to bring some other folks. And I did tell them that okay. I was going to get them in after uh, after Thomas. And so let's go ahead and um, we got plenty. Tommy. we still got almost uh, two hours here. And if we don't get to the other topics tonight, well, so be it. Uh, but that's okay. Let's go ahead and bring in Phil. Thank you very much, Phil, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, I'm good. How
6: are you, man?
1: Good, good. Thanks for calling. And, uh, Nisha, you are on uh, on next. So go ahead, Phil.
6: Yeah, I want to go on to something that uh, Susan said. I understand that you're saying that these are peaceful protests and you agree with them. But just think, there's these people that go out and they're in the military and, you know, all these different forces, they go out and they and
3: they die. They wow. died for the flag. They died for the flag. What? What's? And what's the music? Disrespect. Go ahead, go ahead, Phil.
6: And for you kneeling, just put yourself in the position as if you lost a you lost a loved one that died for the flag, and you're having people kneel and disrespect at disrespecting your loved one that died for the flag. Wow. Oh, <laughs>
1: Uh, go ahead, Susan. Since he uh, brought that up, you can reply. And then uh, if you want to – what uh, we do here, Phil, on the show, as, you, as you're seeing, is that we do keep people's mics on. Uh, so as what you suggested, Dr. Tolbert, if someone is on the line, we do keep your mics so your phone's open. Uh, just if there's going to be any background sounds or music. <laughs> As we're hearing well, now, or, or, or anything of that, that nature, that was... just viewed on. But we, we're we're going to keep we're going to keep you in the show and and bring people back around for the roundtable discussion. Uh, go ahead, Susan, with a response, and then uh, we'll uh, keep, we'll bring it to you, Phil. And then if if you have if you have any other comments, Phil, uh, definitely share them with us. But if not, we'll bring in Nisha. Go ahead, Susan. I don't think, for
6: example, like you know, they're not going against the veterans. They're not. A lot of them I think is a flag or the national anthem because of the words in that one verse, which I don't, if you study it, I don't agree with them, but a lot of people think that. But Bennett, like I said, is trying to help the veterans. So I'm not going to take that away from him. If anybody is personally helping the veterans and fighting for them, I don't care if they're kneeling or not as long as they help them. And apparently he is, and that's a good thing, okay, So, uh, as far as if I personally lost someone, they did it. You know what? I don't know how I'd react. But I do know that it's got to be the owners, again, I stress this, and Goodell that do something about it. So, you got to motivate them to do something. You can't get President Trump or anyone like that involved, they have no business. Yeah, that gives cardboard just like Nixon. Well, we're going to wipe out the uh, Kent State, you know. I mean, he was thrilled that they got shot. They didn't do anything wrong. So it can lead to bloodshed if you get too nasty. And I don't want that, and I don't like it. Okay, so that's my statement on it. I don't have to buy their shirt or anything. I don't have to. And if you don't want to do it and you don't want to do it, that's okay with me too. Okay? You know, that's a way and, of, you that, know, you're stating how you feel. Yeah, and, and
1: that's I what I think you. Thomas was saying about the boycott. But Phil, do you want to answer on that?
6: Oh,
3: yeah, I was, I was agreeing on one of the points.
1: I think that President Trump should stay out of it. I think that's more
3: of the NFL decision. Like, I think that Trump has more important things to worry about than that, and that's up to Goodell, and
1: he
6: doesn't want to do anything about it.
3: Um, and yeah, and yeah, an
4: idiot.
6: Huh? He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he's did. an idiot. That's no doubt about it. I'd like to see Goodell fired. Quite frankly. So, so we're in agreement on that. Yes. Hello.
3: That's it for me. Hello. I'm here. We're here, Phil. We're here. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Can I? Can I jump in here? I think the problem with this. Um, this whole uh, protest thing is that they have not made it clear what exactly they're protesting. I think it's something along the lines of um, income inequality or race inequality or whatever that is. Now, the fact that they would um, do their little race protest during the national anthem tells me that they are using the national anthem as their platform to say there's something about the national anthem or something about our country in general that is um, uh, putting, setting black people back, setting other races back. Okay? And nothing that you further back from to the where? Truth. Back so to ba- their limousines? Back, I, back to the um the place where you know they had the Jim Crow laws and all that crap it's Are it's like you it? so that, no, that's what I'm saying that I'm saying that's what they think that they're doing that they're they're saying that the nation in general okay is going backwards towards the Jim Crow laws I couldn't agree that's i ridiculous. couldn't disagree with I could not disagree with them more than okay we are we were going we were going forward and we were doing very well with race relations until people like obama um, got elected obama <laughs> exactly till obama got elected until until um what's his name that calls himself a preacher decides he's going to yeah when when martin luther king junior was doing his peaceful protest in the city streets where he should be, and 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 he made so much progress that that started black people on a road, and they were increasing in their their incomes, they were increasing in their um, respect, and and things were really getting better, until you had. Reverend, what's his face, come Al out? Hellshop. Jack- Reverend yeah, and, 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 Jackson. And, and, and the other <laughs> Jackson and guy. Yeah, Jackson. Yes, Jackson. These people came out and realized they could make a lot of money by whipping up, stirring up the black community and making them think that they were uh, being, um, you know, uh, what's the word? that people were racial, you know, that they were racist racist against them. And so then Obama came along and absolutely just blew everything away. I mean just blew everything away. Race relations went backwards back to the nineteen sixties. Um and 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 that is such a sad thing and yet these football players are propitiating that. They're, they're um, was that the word I'm looking for?
1: <laughs>
0: perpetuating, they're, they're, but you're
5: perpetu- close. Perpetuating it, sorry.
1: Perpetuating, <laughs> perpetu- yeah, that's all.
5: Yeah, the whole situation. They're, they're allowing their their minds to be stirred up and believe all these things about white people. Now, I have to ask myself, why are they so willing to believe that about me? Why are they so willing to believe that me and my neighbors disrespect them somehow or think that they're less of a person or think that they don't deserve the same rights I have for some reason or another? How – How? why do well, they
1: that's have – Well, that's, that, that's because, Cindy, uh, their leaders are telling them that. And let's, and let's go ahead and – break. and we'll definitely get back to this. But I did tell Nisha that I, w- I was going to get her in, but we will come back to this, uh, certainly, and I do want to be able to bring her in, and maybe she wanna have some comments on that too. Um, I just want to, you know, be able to get everybody in here. Uh, and we still have o- other folks uh, listening in. And just push the one in your number, you know, Mardav, like to chime in. But I, I do want to get uh, Nisha in. And then, yes, Cindy, I do want to bring back things. Cause I think we're- your point is important. And one of the things I want to say uh, is that, you know, if- If you want to look at football, basketball, and and, and baseball is getting there, too, is the vast majority of those players are black. So, I mean, for one, if you're going to use a a platform, I don't think the sports arena, especially football, football, basketball, and baseball are the platforms to use because you guys are some of the richest people in the country. You know, and you're gonna yeah, say that there's no. That you you you're gonna say you're gonna say there's no opportunity. But let's go ahead and bring in Nisha. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Nisha. How are you tonight?
7: Hi, I'm doing very well, sir. How are you? Good. Good. Hey there. So uh, one of the things I want to say is that we're not talking about we're not talking about a platform here. A platform is normally something that you use out of freedom of you know like a, of of availability, not so much your you know your workplace. Your workplace is not a platform, first and foremost, at least in my opinion. Um, but another thing that I want to say is that people are confusing freedom of choice versus freedom of speech. You can choose to protest at your place of work and you could get fired for it. You could choose mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, yell at someone at your place of work just because they're, you know, that you, you feel like they're mean or whatever. And you get fired for it. You could choose to do all kinds of things. You get fired for it. It's not freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is actually enacted Because of the government, when we came over from England, and they were persecuting Americans and English people against talking against the the king. Freedom of speech and freedom from persecution are very different. Two very different things. But we're talking about freedom of choice. This this protest has nothing to do with freedom of speech. This protest is making choices. Players are choosing to disrespect the flag and the anthem. NFL is choosing not to reprimand them. Fans are choosing to continue to watch. This has nothing to do with freedom of speech. It, it, there are they're, they're very two different things. We're talking about d- the choice I agree. and privilege, as well as the right that comes with the Constitution. They're two very, very different things. It, it it doesn't. It's not a matter of how people feel. It's about it's a matter of what is what is what is enacted in law. The, these these players, which are players, they're not warriors. Like like Tom said, Thomas, they're not warriors, they're not gladiators. They're players in a game. Don't have the ability to enact freedom of speech that protects them against. Um, I'm sorry, it doesn't protect them against, you know, the persecution from their government. That's what, that's what the First Amendment is meant for. It's not persecution from their job or persecution from other people or freedom of speech or that I can say whatever I want to. It's persecution from your government. They don't have that. They're, they're not, and that's, not what this is. that's why uh, Kaepernick was fired. This is not freedom of speech. This is not the First Amendment. This is a choice. It is a choice to protest while in your job, and your job is saying that you're fired because of it, and they should be. And believe me, there's plenty if of people went, who would love to get on
1: the field and, 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 follow, and, and do what they're supposed to do, you know, uh, they get in that position. It's not like they're going to lose all these players and the NFL is going to collapse. Are you serious? You know, it, you know, you you could take every one of those pro, so-called protesting players and say you're fired. You know, of course, there might be contractual obligations they're worried about, you know, because, oh, well, you promised me all these millions, which is a, a fool's errand in and of itself. Yeah, well, well for the next 10 years, we're going to give you $10 million a year, uh, you know, and then well, what happens? It's stupid. Well, what happens if they get hurt, you know? <laughs> It's like, because we got this baseball player here in Cincinnati. It's like, he hasn't played for three. He's finally playing. He finally played after three years of being hurt. And But it's in his contract. They had to pay him. It's like, he's getting millions of dollars for sitting on his backside. But anyway, go ahead, Nisha.
7: I'm sorry. You were starting to break up actually halfway through there. Sorry. Uh, can you say it again?
1: Oh, you know what? Well, I, I got, uh, I switched to AT&T and, uh, as a uh, what they call that um, when someone a public service announcement don't ever get AT and T they suck
3: okay and <laughs> you know
1: the, 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 that's my opinion suck 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 uh, but unfortunately I'm stuck with them because I bought phones too when I got the uh, the service and now I got to pay off the phones in order to get get out of AT and T and. They're not cheap phones, so but anyway, um that's why I cried. you know you know i I kind of fell out there, which i, I think I did that unfortunately uh the other day, um, no, but I was just uh what was I saying? gosh, I tell you what, I've got such a bad habit of you know, going off on tangents and <laughs> forgetting what else I was, I was talking let me, about
5: let me ask. Um, let me put but, this question out, Robert. can I put a question out, and particularly ahead, I want we'll to answer. I want to I want to direct this question to uh, Susan. Um, Susan, um, if I have total free speech anywhere I go, is it okay if I come over to your house and start yelling at you guys and you and your husband and I I start saying nasty things and. Uh, maybe i all crap on your car You're a nasty you know.
8: woman? No, you know, I'm <laughs> I mean am I
5: am I going to are you going to call the police and have me tossed out of your house or you know are you going to let me continue to act however I want to act? I mean if I have free speech, I have free speech in your living room just the same as oh, I do oh. down on the football field. And, and
1: real quick, Cindy. Real quick, Cindy. And I, and thank I you very much know. for the question because I think that's going to be a I think that's going to be a great segue. Into what I want uh, Thomas to talk about next, and that is about that. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I need to check my spelling. I have here. I apologize. The description caption audience when it's supposed to be captive. Oh, I must have been doing. Dorm- That's right. Well, well I, and let me give you a little background. It won't be long. Is that if you see misspellings in my description tonight, it's because when I put it together last night, I was helping my daughter do geometry homework, so I was trying to do both at the same time. You know, and, and geometry and me are not friends. Uh, that's probably our mm-hmm. friend Kelly's uh, strong point because he's an engineer, not mine. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's what happened. Now I know why I had some of those because I was trying to do geometry homework with my daughter and uh, good things prepared for the night. But that, go, go ahead, Cindy, but I think that's a good segue uh, for you, uh, Thomas, to, to give us more about the, that captive audience doctrine. Go ahead, Cindy. Actually, uh,
7: really well, quick, if, if that you don't was mind, my question, I, uh, go and ahead. ahead and.
1: Who? So who are you saying? Because
5: <laughs> I, 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 I said Cindy, it? but
1: yeah, I thought you had a question to Susan, Well, everybody, really, or Susan, and then we'll bring Nisha.
5: Yeah, everybody. I mean, if I came to your house and I behaved, you know, with my First Amendment and did whatever I wanted to do, or even if I just stood on your yard, on your yard, on your private property and, and did whatever I wanted to do, um, as long as you let me do it, I have the right, don't I? But if you tell me to get off your property, and I don't get off, you're going to call the police on me. And and see, and as you were saying, it is um, the National Football League's call. It's not just their call. It's the call of every um, stadium owner. And um, as as Robert also pointed out, a lot of these sto- uh, stadiums are owned by us. They're owned by the people. And if the people say we don't want that in our stadium, I think that needs to be listened to. So um, yeah, and that's, like now I, I
1: remember what I was saying earlier. Fire them all and let other people you. get in. Go ahead.
5: Go ahead. I, I'm I'm done. I I just wanted to make that point, and now Tom can let us know about the captive
1: audience.
3: Well, well uh, okay, real,
1: well, real quick, real 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 quick, everybody. I don't remember my point. I was talking about fire them all and then just put the people, the eager people, who'll do what they're supposed to do in. Uh, but real quick, uh, Thomas Nisha, uh, did you want to make a point before he he uh, brings up the the captive audience doctrine?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to finish off with was the fact that I am currently in the army, and in thank the you army for your service. service members Well, oh, thank you very much um, for you know back in the day, uh, army and other service members were not thanked for their service. So thank you very much for 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 your uh, gracious you know. Welcome. No, oh, you're welcome. But sir, service today are not allowed to protest or to speak against the government. When they are, they're punished. I don't know if you remember seeing. Uh, I don't know if you were in, in, in social media, but there was a there was a girl a while back, a couple years back, that actually tried to hide from uh, the the reveille in her car, and she took a picture of herself hiding from. You know, the she was in the army. She was hiding from. I was playing and she actually ended up getting discharged dishonorably discharged from the military because she was in her workplace we're not allowed to uniform out in public rallies because that is a, represent- a representation of our the NFL if you're within your game within you know, your current practice of playing the game then you are which is the same as Members of military service
6: are allowed to protest
7: in our uniforms or while representing the military, which is not. We are subject to UCMJ while, if, if we're caught doing it. So, why is it that NFL members or any other members of any kind of public service or any other service, private or otherwise, why is it they're allowed to protest while at work while we, those of us who are sacrificing from our lives, our personal lives, we are not allowed to. Well, we're, 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 protecting, the freedoms that all of you reserve. How is it that some football player can kneel, while we cannot? He can kneel while in uniform, but we cannot while in uniform.
6: It, 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 it's, it's, it's not right. Did you work in? Well, and, and, that's, and
1: that's what we, 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 and that's what we said earlier. It's, it's, it's just hypocrisy abound. Go ahead, Thomas.
2: Well, to answer Nietzsche's question, and I suspect a lot of America doesn't know this either. You cannot have a democratic military to protect a democratic society. And I'm using the word democratic loosely here. We're not really a democratic society, we're more of a republic. Right. But be that be that as it may, you know, you cannot have a military where you can say, Okay, we're going to go over to uh, Afghanistan tomorrow. Let me get a show of hands. Who who's voting for it? Who's voting against it? So it's people don't understand. They've taken the our form of government and the riches that come with it, and they've taken them for granted. And now they actually think they're entitled to these things. There's no longer no one has to earn it. But the military could not function like that. They could not protect America if they operated the same way the rest of America. Uh, lives so, and and I can understand that because you need that discipline, you need that unity, that sense of loyalty, and uh, you can't have that if you allow every individual to vote or to speak their mind as an individual. So but it's ironic in the sense that I'll bet you anything most of America doesn't even know that, you know, but they don't know that you have to work outside the government to protect America, and uh, and but once again, America has turned into a country where people think they're entitled. You know, it's not not, not even freedoms no more. I'm entitled to, you know, I stepped upon the planet Earth and the North American continent, and I'm entitled to whatever you got, and I'm going to take it. And that's unfortunately what we've become because – and a part of this is the lack of education compared to how it used to be, say, 50, 60 years ago. We don't teach about America. We don't teach about history you know, and, and we've even let our professors and other instructors go uh, crazy wild inflicting and inserting their own personal opinions on what history was about instead of reading the accepted curriculum. So it's a sad commentary what we've gotten into. But Cindy brought up – I hope I hope that explains it to Nisha, but I'm sure she, she knows that already. But, uh, you know, Cindy brought up an interesting point uh, – you cannot, believe it or not, you cannot go in front of somebody's house and start screaming and yelling at them when they're inside.
1: Oh, and, and you want actually – uh, let me make a first... little let – me, let me make a real quick comment on that uh, to answer her question. Uh, here's what I would do, and this should sound familiar for all those who were watching the election this, uh, this past 2016. You know what I would do if somebody was doing that, Cindy. I'd punch him in the face, and then I'd put him <laughs> out of him, take him out on the stretcher, and punch him in the face again. Go ahead, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, let's
9: have your suggestion.
1: <laughs> uh, well,
2: actually, there's, there's a principle or doctrine out there which has been exercised a few times but over the years, but not to the point where we can totally understand its legal consequences. It's called the Captive Audience Doctrine or Captive Audience Principle, and, uh, and it's, it's designed for the First Amendment. Now, it's designed to relieve recipients of a protest of a verbal uh, speech and stuff. It, it's designed to re, uh, protect them from being held captive to unwanted speech. And unfortunately, the Supreme Court has yet to legally define in its entirety what captive audience means. But a test case was already done as it relates to somebody being in the house and people with loudspeakers uh, on their vehicles protesting at that house. And they were not allowed to do that because the people in the home had a reasonable expectancy of privacy in that home where they shouldn't be inflicted with other people's intrusive speech. And therefore, they were captives to this undesirable and unwanted speech. You've got to remember, when people do a protest, as I said, and I've done a few of them down the streets of New York and stuff in years past, you cannot compel people to listen to what you have to say. They have a right to stop and listen or move on with their business. Because if you are forcing people to listen then you're not exercising free speech and that brings me to i.e. the kneeling at the stadiums during the playing of the national anthem and i would love to have some legal comments or legal opinions on this down the road if not tonight hopefully down the road on this and and here and now and envision what i'm telling you now you go into a stadium you have a contract with the uh uh, people of, of the stadium, we have a contract to see a game between Team A and Team B. doesn't say nothing on there that uh, expect a protest to ensue uh, prior, during, or after the game. <laughs> yeah. There's no advertisement in the stadiums stating for you to expect a protest. You're going in there. You have a contract that says, I'm giving you X amount of dollars, and you're going to give me a few hours of entertainment via, uh, via a sports event. That's number one. Number two, the and you may not know this, the NFL holds rights to the playing of the National Anthem in the stadium. They pay for that. So they are going to put that on when they see fit. Number three, nobody's protesting. You don't see anybody protesting before the playing of the uh, National Anthem. You don't see nobody protesting even after it. Now the... the uh, the stadium and the NFL suddenly get on the microphone and say, please rise for the singing of the national anthem. And we all stand up. And at that very moment, you're a captive audience because you're showing respect to the national anthem. You're showing respect to the military dead who passed away to preserve our right to embellish ourselves in all these uh, luxuries of entertainment you are a captive audience standing with maybe 30, 40, 50,000 other people shoulder to shoulder, and at the instructions of the NFL, you're told to stand for the national anthem. And at that moment, you're a captive audience. And also at the very moment, a protest ensues. And I suspect, and I would love to get legal opinion. Actually, I don't think there is a legal opinion on this form of precedent right now anyway, but I would love to see somebody consider – bringing this through the courts because in my opinion what they're doing is unconstitutional because they had a hand in the very making the very developing of making you a captive audience because they do not reveal or expose at any time that a protest may ensue there's no prior protest before the national anthem and when you all stand up you're a captive audience because you're showing mutual respect for the, uh, and, and patriotism and loyalty for our military dead. Therefore, they created an environment of cap- captivity. And I think that's unconstitutional, and that's why they developed the captive audience doctrine. So people can't force down your throat their protest. You always have to have the opportunity to walk away. Otherwise, you're a captive. You're a prisoner to unwanted, intrusive speech. And I think that's what's happening here. Now, this is all legal. This is There's precedent, but limited precedent. There's nothing in this respect. Therefore, somebody would have to lay this at the desk of the Supreme Court so we could get a clear, definitive uh, determination of what a captive audience is there's been case by case uh, where some were they uh, approved it some they denied it but and and even any legal expertise i've read in 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 the past few weeks they all have the same consensus that the supreme court has not yet defined in its absolute what a captive audience is so i think we have a very good case here because it's all done not by mishap not by unfortunate circumstances. It's all done by the NFL. They create the whole environment. They create the audience of captivity. And then they exercise unwanted intrusive speech on those people. And, and somebody else can insert their opinion now and let me know what they think. But I, this, is, this is legal precedent. This is out there. Just a case of this uh, enormity has, has yet to hit the desk of the Supreme Court.
1: And we have, uh, we have Kelly uh, on the line. He has not yet went to chime in. He's kind of our constitutional scholar here uh, of the group. Uh, and so once he's ready to chime in, we'll, we'll get him into the show. But first, uh, we're actually already halfway through the show, uh, amazingly enough. So I'd, I would like to take this time uh, to hear from our friends at the Patriot Journalist Network.
8: You're not just listening to a show. You're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle.
1: And definitely, folks, check out the Patriot Journalist Network. At www.patriotjournalist.com As well as you're welcome to visit uh, Our website At www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com uh, I do have to update The, the, the guest page uh, But there is uh, some other information And in, in multiple pages there uh, As well Including the newsroom And just go to the website and, you know, I might spend a lot of time here But it would be uh, I will uh, be appreciated if, uh, With the podcast tonight uh, You share out the link that you use to get here uh, through other email, social media, and you can also find uh, the show on iTunes. Uh, so all the episodes you could you could download to uh, your mobile devices as well. And so now, uh, for those who are in chat, and a, a couple things to, um, is that for American Statesman did put some, and this was uh, with the home, and uh, and then also we have uh, some comments made by Day Lee. Uh, what was one uh, up? Uh, I'm trying to scroll up. I hope I didn't miss it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I missed that one scrolling up. But there was some, uh, I guess, some, some court cases that Statesman was talking about uh, with the home. It says, according to the – I wanted to bring up some cases. According to court in Hines or H-Y-N-E-S or Hines, whatever you want to put it, uh, versus Mayor of Ordell, 529 U.S., 610-1976, Home is one place where a man ought to be able to shut himself up in his own ideas if he desires. Uh, quote, uh, further expanding on the rights of home dwellers to shield themselves from, I guess he said, unwanted speech. Uh, the Supreme Court in Frisbee that's – that's hilarious, Frisbee. But anyway, uh, Frisbee versus Schultz, uh, 487 U.S. 4, 1988 sustained restrictions on picketing in residential neighborhoods, ruling that protesters had no right to force speech into the home of an unwilling listener. In appointing a zoning ordinance uh, prohibiting adult theaters from locating within 500 feet of residential area, the court in Young versus American Mini Theaters, 427 U.S. 50 1976, effectively found an entire neighborhood uh, constituted a captive audience. Um, and uh, it says, that at a political event at a public facility, convention center, protesters were forced into free speech zones. As you would expect, these free speech zones are out of the way. and No one can see them. <laughs> That's true. And then, uh, and uh, thank you, Dave Lee, is, is pointing out that uh, stadium owners uh, may be placing uh, fans at potential uh, risks. And so one of the things, uh, for those in the chat, just to let you know, in about Oh no, we just missed. No, we just lost Nisha's uh, thing. I was getting ready to bring her back into the uh, the show, do what we call a roundtable discussion, in which we do bring a uh, background to our callers who called in. Uh, but go ahead and push the one on your number dial if you like uh, to get to the show. Uh, I do think, I believe our friend John uh, is ready to uh, uh, chime in, uh, so we'll get John in as well. Uh, and then uh, for others, we've got plenty of folks on. Push the one and number dial will get you in. Uh, and it is the top of the hour. For those of you who are in the chat or listening on the other venues out there, you can listen to the show. Uh, you will uh, the portion that you'll be able to hear is about over in about 25 minutes. Uh, but we will continue on to our extended period, what sometimes we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. And so, uh, give us a call at 347-945-7428, and I'll get you into the show. Uh, just by pushing that one-year number dial, and then although you will not be able to hear uh, the extended period, it will be available for you on the podcast. Uh, so uh, give us a call there at three four seven nine four five seven four two eight. Also, while you're out there uh, sharing the link on your emails and social media, Bards Logic also has a Facebook page, uh, so you can just go in your search engine and just put in Bards Logic. Political Talk. Uh, it would be appreciated if you liked the page, and you could see the different links to different shows and articles and, and things of that nature. Uh, so do that. And we, So we, we miss Phil and Anisha. They're, they're not on the lines with us. I was hoping they'd be able to stay more for our roundtable discussion, but it is uh, 11.36 Eastern time, so it could be getting late for some folks. But let's go ahead and bring in our friend John. Uh, thank you very much, John, for uh, coming in. Anisha and Phil, uh, if you are listening to the podcast, I want to thank you guys for coming to the show, and hopefully we will hear from uh, you again in our subsequent days on our on different topics. Uh, but thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, I'm doing fine. Everybody's sounding good except for a few technical difficulties here and there. Um,
1: yeah, well, that's, this, that, that's NSA Bob. Go ahead. Yeah,
3: This um, topic is is a bit sensitive in the sense to the people that are protesting if they don't feel that they're getting their true representation in our government then if we turn a blind eye and basically use this captive audience mentality to them then what what um choices do they have other than the you know, start setting stuff on fire and throwing rocks through your windows if you aren't going to extend to them the right to to have their constitutional rights held up. Because right now we have a government by lottery. Some people get governance. The rest of us that don't get governance, we get, you know, run roughshod over as a legislative slave in voluntary servitude. And that's the, the problem that I threw right now. Is what a lot of you guys are talking about And a big part of it Like we've heard on other shows too Is the education But part of the education is me And you and all of us Respecting each other enough To be able to allow each other To be extended the same benefits And privileges and immunities That we expect From our founding of our you know, Declaration of Independence And our Constitution Otherwise if we turn a blind eye while our fellow man is getting run roughshod over and denied their right to due process, rules, you know, good faith bargaining, mutuality of agreement, and self-governing, then you're basically saying that they're not worthy of the benefits that you think you're worthy of. No. And that's what all of the fights we've had throughout history since our, the inception of our country has been about. And we keep getting caught up in all these other um, conversations which are very 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 important But we're losing track of The the true essence that we all Want to participate When we want to participate And when we don't want to participate We want to be left to hell alone And too many of our congressmen And, and uh, Senators just listening to them Out talking Whether they're at town hall meetings Or on you know these TV shows or what not They automatically assume that they are Lord and king and master And ruler and they get to dictate Otherwise they wouldn't be Talking at all the way they are And a lot of The American people have bought into This psychological mind scam And that's why they always say Well are you guys going to um, Lower our taxes? Are you guys Going to provide for our health care? Are you guys going to give us a house? Are you guys going to give us food? Because the education is screwed up And they're actually Should be demanding Hey you guys work for us You do not take money from me And spend it on what you want to spend it for Otherwise I have the right To exercise my second uh, um, um, Second amendment right To get people like you That act like King George Of Great Britain off my back Because we separated With the Declaration of Independence To get rid of you Kind of um, dictators but we're going we're going to end up just having more protest and more riots and they're going to continue to be violent or more cops are going to be shot in the face because people don't like being held accountable by police officers to rules laws processes and procedures of self-governing that they never committed themselves to and then you're rendering them as a legislative slave in that they have no value so then yeah. we got to get real back to you Rob
2: John, this uh, Tom.
1: Can I speak on that issue? Of course you can. This is yeah, this, tonight's uh, your show, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just the moderator. For- I'm just the host here. It's, this is your show <laughs> well, You know,
2: first and foremost, I don't think there was a single person who came on this show that that said that their rights are being denied to protest. They have every right to go out there and protest in a variety of venues. They can protest. In front of the stadium, as the people come in, because they're not at work yet, they could protest afterwards, and because of their financial abilities, they could probably get the message out there better than you and I, or a hundred people put together could get out there. All we're saying is to this, to intentionally, because they're not protesting before the anthem, nor after it. They're protesting during it. And they helped create the history of why we perform the anthem. Uh, at that time, the Star Spangled Banner, at stadiums. They helped create that atmosphere of patriotism, loyalty, and and respect for our dead. The sports industry helped create that, so they know what they're doing. They did this specifically as hurt speech, if you will, or hate speech, to disrespect our military dead, because that's – why it's played at the anthem. I mean, the anthem's played there. I'm not talking about the anthem being played anywhere else. I'm talking about it's a specific intent through the history of it at sports industries. That's where it came from, and they know that. And if they didn't know that, then Goodell should have told them that. The idea is they have more opportunities, believe it or not, than you or me. And if there's anybody who would fight for free speech, I would be out there with them. I've marched in so many varied types of uh, protest performances. I hate to think about it. But the idea is you, know, you educate yourself along the way as you're going, and you know what's right and you know what's wrong. And as I said, if you want to get a decent, educated message out to people to, to gain their support, you don't do what they're doing because they're not telling you anything. They're throwing spin-cliché words that have been out there for 40, 50 years, oppression. Uh, you know, in, inequality. You want to. If anybody's reading the newspapers nowadays, look what's happening in Libya, an African nation that's transporting uh, African slaves all over the continent, all over the world by the millions. I don't hear them protesting that. Look at uh, Zimbabwe recently, within the past few days, where they got rid of Mugabe, an oppressive dictator. Do you know what their, their, Do you know what their unemployment unemployment rate over there is right now? Eighty percent. You know what their rate of inflation is? 4,500 percent. We talk about 3 or 4% inflation here. You don't call that impre- oppression? Right. I don't hear nobody pro- protesting that. You see, when you, if you go to exercise, with, with, pro- with free speech comes equality. If you're going to protest, if you're going to say inequality, they'll, those are two African nations right there that are inflicting more inequality more oppre- oppression than anybody or anything that's ever been done in in this country. Did yeah. you hear anything about that? No. So you got to distribute your message equally, and you hope thom- that you gather people to support you along the way. And if they were out there in in, in the streets of uh, whatever city, they're playing the game. If they're out there and they're in the streets and protesting, and they got the like I said, they they got the capabilities to perform. Uh, much larger protest than you or I probably ever participated in, they have that right to do it. We don't deny them. I would defend them to go out there and do it. I may not like their message, but I would defend them to go out there and do it. I cannot defend what they're doing now because it has a specific hate intent, and that's it. Not only that, I think by their design, because they have a free hand in this, By their design, they create a captive audience environment and then inflict their free speech on people who do not want it.
1: And then on that, and real quick, John, I know you want to make a a comment. The first uh, American statesman uh, put here says, although the courts have been most apt to apply the captive audience doctrine within the individual's home, they have also recognized the rights of captive audiences outside the home to be free of unwanted speech in Layman versus City of Shaker Heights, 418 U.S. 298-1974, fighting that streetcar riders were a captive audience. The court upheld restrictions on political advertisements played over speaker systems in public transit vehicles, as the court recognized individuals riding the moving vehicles uh, for an extended period of the time were unable to avoid objectionable speech. And thank you, American Statesman. Go ahead, uh, John.
3: Yeah, well, part of, part of this, in my humble opinion, is why we don't have a pure democracy. Because if you have a pure democracy, then the mob rules, that is a captive audience when the mob gets to dictate to everybody else. Our constitutional representative republic was supposed to protect – well, in my humble opinion, I'm sure everybody's got their own different opinion – is to protect the minority from being run roughshod over by those that are in power. That's why we had the social contract with America, too. You know, talking about fiduciary agency obligations between those that had the wisdom and knowledge or professional perspective to not take advantage of the less knowledgeable and run roughshod over them. That's how we got the antitrust and insider trading um, rules and laws because people were using it, and that's what we got right now today. All of these corporations and whatnot are paying off all of our congressmen and senators in order to have insider trading, and they're doing deals with all of the technology companies in order to monitor, track, and surveil every living, breathing human being on the planet, and they get access to it, and they use your tax dollars by stealing it out of your paycheck every time you get paid, and they build the systems on your back with your money, and then they give the NFL people, uh, you know, tax-free Exempt status, so they can not only get the local cities and municipalities to create bonds for them, but then they don't have to pay the profit taxes and stuff on the operations. Now, I don't know to what extent that all goes in, but the point that I'm trying to make is that all of you guys are making valid positions and points. We just have to be careful that we don't disallow the legal United States citizens from having a means to get their grievances addressed appropriately. Otherwise, just like Colin Kaepernick, he may have done what he did in the wrong place, because I agree with you guys, he chose the wrong venue. You don't do any kind of protest, in my humble opinion. Now, this is my personal opinion. You don't do any protest during the national anthem and the flying of the flag, because those images and that sound... Represent the standard which informs you that whatever you want to protest is wrong. So therefore, if Colin Kaepernick would have not been protesting during the national anthem and the flying of the flag, and he would have done it on some other, you know, other other time. Then he was basically right in my eyes of saying, "Hey, we have police officers that are using the bu- the abusive force." And that's the problem, because that's what he was protesting, is police officers using abusive force. And we do have a problem with some of that. But my point is in in trying to pay attention to all that stuff, just like what you're talking about, these other foreign countries being um, turned over or getting rid of some of the dictators in their um, leadership. Well, part of it was is because a lot of the citizens were out Demonstrating protests in the streets If you look at the newscast and some of the footage The file footage they were showing A lot of these people, Venezuela All of them were doing that Well, I don't know if all of them were But then you got Erdogan in Turkey Some of his people come out in the streets And he uses his military to run roughshod over them And that's what this can turn into in America too If we're not careful And yeah, we do have freedom of speech But we need to be careful where we do it, so education is important. But also in our education, we need to make sure that those that are um, trying to vent their grievances have some form of remedy. Otherwise, you're just going to move into more chaos, and more people are going to just start co or doing these surprise bullets. Flying things because they feel that the masses of the United States people are going to turn a blind eye and let everybody run roughshod over them, then they'll just get up in the Mandalay Tower and blow the heck out of a bunch of country music artists because you're you're actually complicit because you turned a blind eye to him not being able to get whatever it is. I don't know. I'm speculating on that term. I'm trying to use an ex a an example of what I see. It's just like the guy that got kicked out of the Army or Navy or wherever it was, and then he went and shot up this church here a while back. Well, if you look back at the history of some of the stuff that's been talked about and whatnot, this guy had some problems with life that he wasn't able to get under control. Maybe he wasn't getting the right kind of people to work with him to to work it out to his advantage. And our system just tries to manipulate you into doing it their way. And right now we got the mark of the week, and you've already taken the mark, and you don't even know it. That's you, Robert.
2: John, can I? I mean, Robert, can I say something quick on that?
1: Oh yes, yeah, go ahead, and then we'll uh, we'll yeah. bring it back uh, to uh, Susan, and then uh, then you, Cindy, and then uh, we'll uh, move from there. But go ahead, Thomas.
2: Yeah. W- once again, it's the message, John. In October a New Orleans police officer got shot and killed, and he died. New Orleans Saints football game, I believe it was October 13th or something like that, they had a special moment of silence for this police officer. He was only 29 years old, and sadly, I forgot his name. You know what they did when they performed that moment of silence and respect for him? They kneeled. How do you think you're going to get your message across? And this was a black police officer, too. They kneeled in protest for that moment of silence for this guy, New Orleans Saints. How do you think you're going to get your message across when you do irresponsible, hate-filled performances like that? Okay? See, it takes, like I've been saying throughout this conversation, freedoms, the actions that go with them must be responsible otherwise you're going to create more hate you're going to lose recruitment of people that may support what you're doing what they did on that particular day was despicable it was pure hate had nothing to do in my mind with free speech they couldn't stand for 60 seconds for a moment of silence for this police officer who was out there protecting them along with everybody else so we have to think carefully before we consider if they can just go protesting anywhere they want, if they were out, like I said, if they were outside the stadium, I support their right to protest. But when you do a despicable performance like that, you will never get my support. And that's it.
1: OK, let's go ahead and we'll bring uh, things uh, back around. And so let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Susan.
6: Um, well, I like what John had to say. Uh, you know, I I agree with some of it. Uh, and again, I say I I have to support them kneeling. Uh, well, you know, turning on the things, send them thank yous and say, hey, we appreciate your kneeling in prayer. And you know, that'll get them. You know, sometimes you just have to put it back in their face in a totally different way. They'll be like, what, what? You know. But uh, I'm just saying. I have to, I, you know, it has, again, it comes back to the owners and get out. And as far as somebody, the taxpayers owning it, you know, like Cindy was saying, well, hmm, I don't know. They're being asked to pay and they vote on it. They vote on it. But um, are they any worse, really, the football players? And I'm asking you to think about this stupid politicians in Congress who disrespect the Constitution, don't even know it, and that way they might as well be joining the football players in their whatever they're doing, you know, standing, protesting, uh, kneeling, whatever all. You know, come on. You, you can't be against the football players and be for Congress. Come on. That's hypocritical. Congress is the biggest, the biggest hypocrite of all, well, except for Rand Paul. But okay. You know, you get what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to say, what I'm, talking about because I'm working well, yes. on everything. Yes, I do.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but, I mean, the definition of a Congress chaplain is he looks at Congress and prays for the country. Okay? So um, I, I think that we have bigger fish to fry, really. I don't like what they're doing. I'm, I'm not going to say I don't. You know, a lot of people were like, well, you go to Starbucks once in a while. And I'm just like, you know, I have friends there. I have people who actually have been in the military that work there. I have Jehovah Witness there. So if they say they're against Christianity, okay, well, you know, some people say Jehovah Witness aren't Christian, but that's beside the point. Um, I have a lot of people that I like that work there at a couple of stores. The others I don't go to. And I just get a little tea once in a while. So, I'm, you know, I'm not going to boycott them. But I do call Starbucks, and I give them a piece of my mind. When they were saying no guns in their store, I said, you know what, if you try searching me, you're going to be finding out that the person that tried to search me, it was a guy, He's going to be putting an engagement ring on my finger because he violated me, you know, or something along that line. They're just like, huh? You know, if you call them and gripe, that's just a good thing. But how many of you really take the time... To call and quite continuously. Senator Rich has not backed Roy Moore on this. He has said he wants him out of there, quitting. And I'm just like, I have given him hell two or three times. And I mean, literally, I have jumped Every the staff that's posted on his site. And I am absolutely positive he is not happy with me right now because I sent a lot of things I've called and I pra- <coughs> excuse praised him for stuff. Yeah, I expect to black helicopters anytime, any time, but, you know, it is what it is. You've got to stand up and say something. And if saying something means not buying your product. Well, and, right, and, right,
1: and real quick, Susan, because I do have to stand up and say something. Yeah. Uh, what I have to say is that uh, folks out there listening to the show, uh, you have about three minutes and 30 seconds, uh, a little less now. So call in at 347-945-7428 or unfortunately your audio will drop and you will not uh, be able to uh, listen to the extended period or maybe even more, probably even more importantly, won't be able to uh, participate if you so desire to. So give us a call at 347-945-7428. Uh, for those of you who are on the call, uh, please do not let your call drop at that time because if it does, unfortunately we will not be able to get back uh, Get you back to the show to so make sure all the phones are charged and things of that nature uh, on what you're on because uh, we'd like to you know be able to keep you on for the last hour um, and so uh, and I'm glad you brought up Roy Moore. We, we're, we're going to do some updates uh, on that pro- you know hopefully shortly. Uh, I do have an audio uh, about the uh, of course I'm sure by now you've heard you know about the, the I can't even talk the book the uh class the class book or what they call those uh yes. class albums or whatever they call them <laughs> school albums or whatever yearbook that's what they call them got it's been the school yeah no but yeah well she had a, a yearbook supposedly that he signed uh and of course uh all red well, we've got an audio clip of her uh on that so you know if we'll be able to get time to then get some comments on it uh so I do want to bring up the room more. we may uh, talk some and we may not just have the time to talk about uh, what's going on with Elizabeth Warren who I think as I said uh, is, is going to try to do a run in 2012 but definitely it's uh, about a minute and a half now 347-945-7428 I do still see a number of folks who are on I appreciate you listening but if you like to uh, participate push the the one to push the one on your number dial and uh, I'll get you in the green room get your name and then we'll get you into the show uh, so let's go ahead and uh just want to let uh do that program do that programming note there. Um Rob. and I think hey, I accidentally you. just dropped some I think I just accidentally dropped somebody off the show. I don't know who that was and I deeply apologize Same for that. Um, when I was scrolling. Go ahead, Susan.
6: Oh, uh and by the way, let Tidney know that she can come and do her duty in my front yard any time. The neighbors will be the ones that say something, not me. I'll just laugh. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. I thought it was kind of funny what she said. I mean, you know, if you really think about it. It's just some things you got to laugh at, I guess. But um, the other thing is, really, about the Bundys, and uh, it sounds like it's doing better for them. They were protesting In their own way, they were protesting, and they actually did have guns there, which I agreed with. their right to do that because they were under attack. But they were protesting, and no one said anything about that. Nobody. They were on their own land, I think.
2: That's a whole different subject matter. You had Barack Obama taking an administrative agency like the uh, Bureau of Land Management and making them a militia. My god, and, and every and this Antifa group is run around saying fascism, that's pure fascism right there. What Barack Obama did and people don't understand that. They made they, buy, they went around, let me put it this way. They went around Congress uh, creating laws to manage these administrations and they allowed these administrations to change their regulations uh, you know unilaterally. That's fascism. Barack Obama was doing that. I supported them. I was ready to hop into a car and join I them. I do. Yeah. I thought what, they, what he did was outrageous, but it was minimized by the local – well, I call it pop media nowadays, and there's reasons because they do have a history of lying to America. The pop media is all your mainstream media, and, and, the, and the acronym for pop is prostitution, prostitutes of propaganda because that's all they are, and they did it for money. People do your homework. Type in your computers Operation Mockingbird and find out how the media in the 50s on up was for sale to the CIA. They exercised propaganda. They omitted the truth. They created the truth. You, you, people need to educate themselves on what's going on in this country. And, and they minimized what was going on uh, with the Bundys. But I supported them 2,000% because that was fascism in its purest sense. And the world was laughing at us while we sit at the podium talking about how democratic we are. That was an outrage what happened there.
6: I agree. I agree. And I wish Black Lives Matters had supported them. Because there are some things I think Black Lives Matters occasionally is right on. But I won't support them because they should have come and supported the Bundys, the Silicon in Oregon, and the guy that was murdered by the um, cops here in Idaho, the Grand rancher. I mean, if everybody got together and supported us certain things that were reasonable, we wouldn't have these problems. But, no. Can't do that, apparently.
3: LaVoy got... Go ahead, go ahead,
1: John. And then we got Kelly on the line who'd like to chime in. Go ahead.
3: LaVoy Finnicum, you know, I don't know if y'all knew about him when he got whacked. He was part of them that was with the Ammon Bundy and them at the wildlife park or ranch whatever it was that they tried to uh, do a protest from there and then they were he, him and his family in his uh suburban truck or whatever was trying to leave to go to another um city where they could be with the sheriff in order to have their rights preserved you know cuz sheriffs are usually the most um powerful people around, especially in, in our different um, municipalities. And on the way, uh, FBI put up roadblocks and stopped him. And he, well, I don't know if you guys seen the video footage. And they've had yeah, when he got screen. out, they shot him. Yeah, they shot yeah. him. Point, yeah, sure. But I, point but Point I'm Grace. Is, yeah, but my, my sentiment about this protest stuff is even though Colin Kaepernick and these football players are you know, nil in, in, at the flag and the national anthem, which is an inappropriate time to do it because you don't use the national anthem
1: and the symbols to uphold the standard of our freedom as a point of protest. We got the branding so, going on. The... Uh, I'm sorry. That, that phone's a powerful phone you got there, Thomas. <laughs> okay, I keep, <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah. yeah. But, go think, ahead, John. They, but it's they, good that you're breathing. We're glad, they're glad they're... to hear you're you're breathing. <laughs> well, I am going to try I'm going to try to
2: hold my breath and talk at the same time.
1: No, no, no. What's it's
2: good. No, no, it's just, it's it's no.
3: <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just, kidding. It's just picking
1: that up probably cuz of the angle of uh probably the angle of your of your phone. So, uh, it's yeah. okay. Go go ahead, John.
3: Or Thomas just put the put your finger over your microphone until it's time for you to talk or until you want to jump in. But
2: well, I just handy. I just want to make sure I don't violate my cell phone's constitutional right. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, because people are getting I'm, a lot. People are getting well. And don't be obscene, because a lot of people are getting in trouble for that lately. It's been huge in the news. Don't uh, you know? Don't offend. Or I don't know what term they're using, but anyway, we're, we're going to go off on a tangent here. If I don't stop, go ahead, John.
3: <laughs> See, part of part of my um. Wanting to share in this regard is I believe that because of the way our people who are getting elected into office are going into office with this mentality that they are the lords, the masters, the rulers, the kings, and they get to dictate all the rules, laws, processes, and procedures of self governing, and it doesn't matter what we the people say much. So, therefore, they are actually breeding these extremists like the Black Lives Matter and the KKK or the white supremacist extreme groups because the extreme people are usually burying their head when they don't feel like they're getting a fair shake. Otherwise, they don't protest. They'll usually just live with some little inconveniences here and there. But when it starts to be in really, you know, um, something that grinds on them all the time. You see them pop up, and look throughout history, it's happened over and over and over and over again. And my point is, is hey, these conversations are all good and well, and they're very important, and all the things that everybody's saying is very, you know, important to be pointing out. But we also need to take it to the next level and understand that every legal United States citizen, whether they're on whatever extreme, whether it be the north, extreme, south, whatever, they still need to have some means to get a right of remedy for their grievances. Otherwise, they feel like they're, uh, what do you call it, the scared dog mentality. You put a scared dog in a doggone corner, they're going to fight and bite you. And that's what I see happening, and I don't think anybody's hearing me. They're not listening. So we're going to continue to see more people starting to do these mass shootings because of this kind of stupid stuff. When you try to put, alienate people and prohibit them from having a right, you know, um, redress of grievances and Turn the blind eye because you're comfortable with your life And you think it's okay for you to do what you want to do And you don't want to have to listen to their nonsense Because their nonsense don't make sense to you So you just turn the blind eye to it Well, next thing you know, they're throwing rocks through your window Or blowing up your house or something And it's happened too many times And I just can't believe people ain't seeing it Back to you, Robert Well, it's
1: uh, back to me So I can go ahead and welcome in our friend Kelly Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
8: Well, hey, pretty good. I just wanted to say hello to everybody. Uh won't well, spend too Hi. much time tonight. Hi. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I went to church earlier. But anyway, um,
3: <laughs> yeah, well,
8: I wanted to – uh yeah, a lot of
1: people go to church well, <laughs> on Wednesday tonight. You guys didn't know. I knew that, did you?
8: Oh, I haven't done that much. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm really not much of a churchgoer. But anyway, uh, well, yeah, a couple things are interesting I so saw in uh, – our special forces are in 20 countries in Africa. Whoa, hmm, that's interesting. Um, Well, several months ago, a Marine told me some of his contacts had uh, told him that Trump was sending a lot of special ops to take out Al-Qaeda and other ISIS top leaders all over the world. So like, oh my gosh, they're in 20 countries in Africa. Of course, they're claiming that they're Training the local armies and all that stuff, but there seems to be—well, there was uh, several uh, special ops uh, soldiers that were killed, and it just seems a consistent trend that for some reason, when these other armies are fighting uh, ISIS, no. it, the Americans uh, keep getting killed. And of course, Congress is like, "Hey, what's going on? We don't even know what's going on. We got to find out what's going on because we need government oversight. We just happen to be." a we just happen to be a nation where the military is subject to the civil authority, or the voters, of course. So that's just kind of interesting. All right, here's something about Al Franken. Okay, this is part one and part two.
6: <laughs> okay, thanks.
8: Okay, so he, he the o- parts ter-
1: logic after dark. You know, go ahead.
8: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well let will start with a joke. You know, so uh, the governor, uh, the governor or Arnold Schwarzenegger, it was said that he grew up twenty women, hundred more East Presidential Material. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, Okay, so we go back to um uh Franken, Senator from Minnesota. So uh he was on tour with Tweeden and uh they had a lot of rehearsals and he kissed her during one rehearsal. Um and then she was exhausted, fell asleep, and you can see the picture on the web where she's sleeping, uh, leaning back against the chair he's got he's got his hands cupped over his breast and he's smiling at the at the at the camera like he's a freaking pervert. Well then came forward Lindsay uh Lindsay Men's and then two more and in Minnesota they are the women's political caucus where there's complaints coming out, yet Franken won't resign. Hmm. <coughs> Oh, he'll cooperate with the Senate Ethics Committee, and why don't they just vote by two thirds and have him removed from the Senate if he won't resign? But he's I oh, Just the best way to apologize is get back to work, and you know, and yeah, whatever. So that's part one. Part two is on either Friday morning or Saturday morning. I had this dream. Now you I've a dream? had a prophetic dreams. I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of dream. I have a dream where. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I had this dream. That, uh, and by the way, I had many prophetic dreams. We'll see if this one comes true or not. But I had this dream. I woke up, I was in class somewhere. It's like it's a law class. or what thought it was a class. It wasn't true. We wanted to be there. And the professor called on me and I'm like, what? It was like opening day. And I remember the person in my dream. And then maybe, wait, who was that? Who was that person in the dream? The professor. That's weird. And then I think on Fox News later, I saw this picture. Al Franken was the person in my dream. I'm like, oh, that's freaky. Well,
1: that's that's all, really freaky. it's kind of scary. You
0: know, yeah, so freaky.
8: one one potential interpretation of that dream was that Franken resigned and went and taught, uh, became a professor and was teaching. If that's the proper interpretation, if it is a prophetic dream. Um, I'm, I'm saying this very carefully because I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it could be. That he basically uh, was out of the Senate and then went and became a professor, Um, probably a a professor of women's studies. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, um, yeah, so I just thought to share that, and we'll see what happens down the road. But he's in in reading uh, a recent uh, Fox News piece on the web. He has no intention of resigning right now. No, that's what I Yeah, so but you know, Trump's got his problems too, and the way he solves them, you know. Uh he just is for uh, deportation of illegal immigrants, which of course would solve a lot of problems with his ex foreign wives. I didn't
1: hear I'm the <laughs>
8: okay. Why is why is Trump all excited about deporting illegals? Because of all of his ex-foreign wives.
1: <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> anyway. He got a lot so of maybe, a lot of uh ex-wives or are, uh are or a lot of his ex-wives um foreign I guess
8: it's just a joke. I heard it from a Bernie fan. But anyway uh, okay. <laughs> You know, as a oh, by the way I figured out what uh the libertarian party motto is. It's kind of uh well, you know, Gary Johnson won primaries. Uh, borrowed from Bernie Sanders, Phil the Burn. Well he, he said Phil the Johnson, but
0: uh <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um,
8: so the other which, you know, a part I don't like about the Libertarian Party. They're like, um, legalize marijuana, legalize marijuana. That's just like their flagship. I'm like, come on, guys. But anyway, so the Libertarian Maybe I'm Party. i more of a Libertarian I
1: than that, I thought. Let me get <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway,
8: so I figured out what the Libertarian slogan is these days it's, it's uh, make America stoned again, We're just, make America well, high again.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead, Kelly. Make, it just gets <laughs> maybe because it's going yeah, one a.m. I don't know.
8: <laughs> okay, yeah, Ma- make make America, bring America bring high again. Okay, that, that's the a... <laughs> oh, <laughs> make America stoning. What was that again. one? There you
0: go. <laughs> biblical said, stoning.
3: Kelly, are you? I said, Kelly, are you saying bring back biblical stoning?
8: <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, make America stoned again I don't know, that's the, probably what the libertarians will say Which, anyway, it's just kind of amusing But, you know, by the way, we talk about biblical stoning You know, the Apostle Paul was talking about his life You know, he was shipwrecked twice Well, he was, said he was stoned, left for dead And then he was shipwrecked twice Oh, well, of course you were shipwrecked You were stoned, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you <know>? Oh geez.
8: <laughs> okay anyway enough of humor all right I'll back to you yeah. robert i yeah. just wanted to say
1: hello <laughs> it's not going over very well kelly i'm sorry i don't know what it is tonight maybe it's the dry sarcastic humor that we're just not uh i don't know fawning over tonight i don't
8: know <laughs>
0: but, okay. the, the, subject right, we,
8: week,
2: the subject matter we would discuss in is uh it's hard to make a U turn and start inhaling jokes. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I actually, it's, it's since we're there, um, let's go ahead, and we only got forty-five minutes. I did want to do this update. We have been covering this for a while, and then get some uh, some folks. You know, we've been covering what's going on with uh, Roy Moore, and uh, what's Roy Moore, and then, of course, I mean, if you think about it, I think it's the what happened, you know, with these people coming out with Roy Moore. I think the liberals were like, "What the hell did we do to ourselves?" Just think about it. First, uh, the first there was uh, somebody came out uh, for somebody. We I can't even remember the first person who they came out it wasn't even Franken. The first person they came out with was, "Oh yeah, there was that uh, that Hollywood guy who was frisking everybody." I don't know. That's that fat that, that ugly guy. No, but um Spacey? That was not nice. Oh, but, uh Whatever that Hollywood guy was, that they start coming out Weinstein. saying, "Oh yeah, he groped me." Weinstein. Weinstein yeah. Uh Weinstein, yeah. He's got a, lot, yeah. he's got a and, uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. But uh and, and then of course they come out with Roy Moore. And man, it doesn't seem like to anybody else that once they uh uh they came out with Roy Moore, man, just all these people are coming out of the woodwork about like all these liberals, like now you have got uh oh uh, shoot. I'm having a you know, well first you have Franken, and we mentioned Franken, and then you have uh after Franken, then you have uh, Conyers, and now you have this uh, media guy um, here. They're saying, yeah. oh my gosh, now he, uh, you know, he, he was growing. I mean, so now all this, these liberals are like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> you really don't hear that much about Roy Moore. But of course, the liberals are trying to keep it alive. And um, I think what the difference is, is at least with, you know, perhaps Conyers, definitely with Franken, because I mean, hello, is a photo with his hands on his sleeping girl's boobs. Right? Um, and so, and, and, and unless that's your wife, you probably shouldn't do that, or girlfriend, or whatever. But anyway, um, <laughs> but for somebody like that, you, you should not be doing that. But there's a, a proof you now with Roy Moore, there's a, what we're going to we're bringing this up is that uh, yearbook. And of course, so Gloria Allred uh, is not prepared, and I think she's trying to use it as a tactic to get, uh, well, let me play the audio, and then I'll give you my. I might take on It's not that long. It's only about a minute and 46 seconds. Uh, but th- this will give you an idea of uh, the flavor of that. So let's go ahead and put that in. And, and, and maybe this will give us some things to, well, we can't laugh at this either. But let's go ahead and
9: play the the hmm. Rest By going to a neutral third party and looking at the handwriting in the yearbook. Wouldn't that help? Well, again, if he's willing to testify under oath, Yes, and sure, by but the without way, that, in that, the absence of that, that we're so let over? me say in the absence of that. It's not just a footnote. This is extremely important. And if he is elected, clearly. The Senate Select Committee on Ethics will hold a hearing. Fine, but before At that. At that time, there will be testimony not just by my client, I expect by other Understood, but this well. would be good information for voters to have before that. It and would, know if it that was would authentic be good. It would be good. Signature in the yearbook. And so why be, not just turn it and and over it to be a third very party? very good information for them to have as to know whether Roy Moore is willing to raise his hand and testify under oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help him God... Did he, in fact, assault Beverly? Did he, in fact, assault Lee Korfman, who says that when she was 14 years old, she was assaulted? Will the voters believe women who allege that they right. were assaulted when they were children or under the age of majority, or will they accept the denial of the one powerful is in man? election two weeks, so you still have a chance. In these two weeks, will you turn it over to and somebody so does he. other than? He has a like chance to side. take the oath. Understood. But well, on that's your side, my will you side. Turn it over. Is I want him to do what my client, Beverly, says that she is willing to do: testify under oath. We've heard nothing. The silence is deafening as to whether he is willing to take the oath and testify truthfully. Well, All right. Thank you very much for being here. Thank we'll see you. what happens.
0: <laughs>
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you my take, and then we'll do a, a, a roundtable on this, starting with Thomas, of course, as our guest tonight, is I think Gloria already is doing the typical liberal tactic. It's not the quote-unquote crime or alleged, uh, you know, alleged crime that it's, – it's that, uh, and I think even such is when the taste was up, I that's a move point anyway, but um, – it's not that, that they want to try to get people. That's not why they want to get this guy under oath. No, they want to get Roy Moore, as they try to do with the people around Trump for this Russian collusion thing. It's, it's not they want to try to get him for that. They want to get him, in my opinion, they want to get him under oath because they want to try to get him so discombobulated, not that I think that they could, with with, with you know questions about that and other minutiae so that, he's gonna, that he may, may say something. That is, you know, not fully accurate because of the passage of time. You know, maybe they have something that you know they're going to try to get him to, you know, say that he lied about. Okay, you know, and that is what they're going to try to get him. And, and thank you, Susan. Susan had to go, uh, but thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show tonight. And then, um, – <laughs> He got a little out. But anyway, uh, and that's what I think. I think they're. Tra- I think it's a trap. I think she's trying to use this fingerprint that, I mean, I don't like you saying fingerprint, uh, but this uh, signature, supposed signature, as a trap to try to lure him in to get him to do something under oath, just so they, not to try to get him to, you know, say something about, you know, him assaulting the girls or whatever. Is that I think they're going to try to put him in a trap. And then, secondly, notice how she wore that? Oh, well. If the state about, could you here's what's going to happen, and my you know I, here's what I think is going to happen is Roy, Moore, you know, especially for saying, oh well, if the people of Alabama want to believe these women, believe these girls, and if Roy Moore still gets elected, which I think he's got a last thing I heard, he's like five points up in one of the you know five points up there. Uh, I, I really can't see a Democrat, but anyway, I guess it's possible, but. What they're going to start saying about the voters of Alabama, you know, they didn't believe those women. And, of course, now they'll probably want to try to denigrate, you know, the people of Alabama as well. Um, But anyway, so, I mean, so what's your thoughts? So let's go ahead and start with you, Thomas. And then uh, we'll bring in uh, uh, you, Kelly, and then John, and then Cindy, and then, uh, you know, we'll bring this, uh, you know, background for, for the things going on with Walmart. But first with you, Thomas.
2: Well, I, I got to tell you, I used to have more respect for Gloria Albert years past, but as she got more famous, I think she started losing her mind. Because what we all know in practicality, when you make the presentation as the plaintiff, and then people tell you, well, we want to see if your yearbook is authentic, and she refused to do that, the burden's on her. The burden is on her and her client to show that this book is authentic, she refuses to do that. And then as a lawyer, she's asking Roy Moore to violate his Fifth Amendment rights and testify on their behalf. That's insanity. You know, she needs to either go back to law school or apologize to the public at large for being stupid. You know, you, just can't, you, can't, <laughs> talk about this, you can't talk about this yearbook and then, and then not want to show the authenticity of the book. And I don't know how true it is, but I had heard a story that one of the networks, when they put the picture out there, they Photoshopped it and made all the ink look the same color so as to kind of support the person uh, because the, actually the inks are two different colors, which was bringing in the question, you know, uh, on about the signature and stuff. I had read that. I don't know how true that is, but that's a story I had read. But for a lawyer to do what she did and an alleged prominent lawyer – Ask Roy Moore to violate his Fifth Amendment right, and yet she, representing the plaintiff, refuses to present that burden of proof by uh, examining the book to see if it's actually authentic. You know, th- th- this has become more of a soap opera than anything else.
1: No, I agree with that. As I said, I think she's trying to use this book as a lure to get him to to get on the road to try to get him, you know, try to get him discombobulated and. And Not even the to, to lie about you know that or or a mistruth or not that I think he would, but I'm just saying that to try to trap him in some manner for something that might even be other than, uh, I mean, look what they did to uh, was that guy that they they indicted actually by the, the in the Mueller investigation for uh, money laundering and anything of that nature. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, oh, Selene? Manafort. Manafort. Thank you, yeah, Manafort. Oh, it's Manafort. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and that, had no, that has nothing to do whatsoever uh, with, with what he's investigating, and, and that's a whole different story. Uh, but Kelly, what's your what's your take on that?
8: I'm just more listening in tonight.
1: Well, oh, I mean, about the you, I mean, about what's going on with the Roy Moore and the uh, the signature, <laughs> Where were you, or did you just come in to tell a few jokes tonight?
8: Oh, I just more like came in to say hi, but uh, yeah, there's uh, expert witnesses <laughs> on signatures that they'll get it, they'll get it figured out. So anyway, that's it. Well,
3: that's rare.
1: Mm-hmm. Usually, you get some kind of court stuff going on. You're <laughs> a you're a constitutional scholar. I was hoping to get some like real bread meat from oh, real bread meat.
8: Well, yeah, I just I've had a long day, but um, next week I'll have something oh, to I got tell you because I got to go to i got to go to traffic court. I'll tell you next week. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Right. Well, yeah. uh, I'm just going to listen in.
1: Okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, we'll bring it uh, over to you, John. And and then uh, you've because I know you've been following this a lot, uh, Cindy, but go ahead, John.
3: Yeah, because I haven't been following this a lot, but that, that... – other than what we brought up last week, and uh, Tom makes some great points. Everybody's making great points. Um, You definitely hit the nail on the head, in my opinion, Robert. And, but all of it needs to be considered because what Thomas is talking about, too, is very, very important because it's all about the rule of law and education on how we actually agree with the processes. Otherwise, if we think that we're getting screwed over, we're all in a deal because the judicial system is rigged then our whole country starts falling apart because we can't trust anything anymore. And so in that sense, I'm always going like, well, what in the world? How in the world can you even start these investigations on hearsay? I mean, where's the presumption of innocence? You know, innocent until innocent until proven guilty stuff. It's like every time you hear them talking on the um, any of these mainstream media programs, everybody's talking. They they'll say alleged. But you can hear the tone of their voices, like, oh well, Trump's, you know, guilty, and this guy's guilty of all this sexual harassment and assault. And I'm always going, well, gee whiz, the United States Congress senators and congressmen, they assault me every day, and you guys don't hold them accountable for nothing. But anyway, I got to tell you something else. Well, what quickly. about that hu- what,
1: what about that hush fund that they've got go- that they have going on? <laughs> with our tax exactly. dollars. You know, the, the quiet uh-huh. to quiet some of these people.
3: Yeah, let me share one quick thing before I get off because we're getting at the end of the show. You're going to need to give everybody time to close. There was this farmer out on his ranch, and he was hanging out with his horses up there close by the road, and this politician walked up to the you know, farmer and started talking to him, and the horses are there and stuff, and the politician, these flies just kept flying around, circling his head and stuff, and he's squishing at them and swapping, trying to get them to go away, and he says to the farmer, what's up with these flies? And the farmer goes, well, those are circle flies. And the the politician goes, circle flies? What are you talking about, circle flies? And the farmer points over at his horse, and he goes, see, on the backside of the horse, those flies circle around the, you know, rear end. And and the politician looks at that farmer, and he says, are you insinuating that I'm a horse's rear end? And the farmer goes, why, no, sir, I would never do that. But there's no fooling them circle flies. <laughs>
1: That it going, John? I don't think you—I don't think you tell many jokes on uh, on the show here. And uh, and I just uh, got a, uh, a message from Cindy. She had to go, and oh, I'm so sad on that because I really want because she's been really following uh, the Roy Moore case, so I really want to get her input uh, uh, for that. But unfortunately, we're not—we're not, we're not going to be able to hear uh, uh, get that from her. Um, what? So she wants to give her goodbyes to everybody. But here here and since we're not gonna get get her point of view unfortunately, uh, on that. Um, is that and I do see a few more folks in the line if you'd like to chime in, uh just push the one and your number dial will get you in. Um and then but I know uh, and you're right, John, we do have uh you know, our closing uh comments uh for this evening. It looks like oh be uh, myself, you you and um uh, and Thomas tonight, you know, we'll we'll do our summary. But one of the things I wanted to uh, also bring up on this uh, is that, well, well, real quick, but because I just want to make sure we, because I, I have it in the title, I'll uh, talk about. Has anyone here been following what's been going on with uh, with Elizabeth Warren with the whole personal, honest thing?
0: yeah.
2: Well, there's really not much content there. I mean. Elizabeth no. Warren it was always <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's always one that shoots from the lip, you know. She, that, that's common practice with her. She can never substantiate anything she said. The the, the the most she said in this thing is that he used that Trump used a racial slur. Well, I didn't know the historical factual name of Pocahontas was a racial slur, you know. And even in the content, they used it. He it was a tongue-in-cheek joke. Uh, she may have viewed it as an insult, but nowhere in there could I find. That what he said was a racial slur. I heard, I I saw the video, you know, and I heard what he said, and I kind of cringed because you know there's a time and place for everything, and Trump just happens to make his own time and place every time. But uh, <laughs> That's you true. Know, but, but the, the the thing is, you know, it wasn't offensive. You know, it was a it was a public slap at at her, but it was based on fact. You know, she applied for taxpayer dollars by saying that she was 25% Native Indian. yeah, And, right. and, and it was a lie. Right. And, and she should, instead of standing up to the podium and saying, you know, I don't appreciate what you said, Mr. Trump, but I do apologize to the public for lying and taking their money so I can go to school, instead she calls it a racial slur. You see what she did? Out of desperation... She pulled the race card, and she doesn't even have a race card. But she pulled one out anyway <laughs> to see if it would fly, and it didn't fly. that, that, that's, that that's, yeah, that's about all point. that happened. She, You know, I i don't think she would make a primary uh, for a 2020 run, first of all. I mean, she, she's not presentable. And, and everything that comes out of her mind or out of her mouth is mostly fabricated. She exists on fabrication. You know, I'm, it's just a sad commentary on – the type of political representation we have in Washington,
1: well I tell you what I remember a couple of years ago uh I took a family trip to uh to d c uh my my daughter she was uh she missed unfortunately a school trip uh to washington d c because she was in the hospital for a couple of weeks and so she missed the trip, so I promised her I'd take her down you know uh down there you know to make up for it. And uh, so I was down there. So I spent uh, a couple hours literally uh, in uh, the gallery with the, the, to the Senate. I mean, I could, when I retire, I could probably stay all day <laughs> watching it. Um, of course, uh, they were falling asleep. Uh, but <laughs> I was enthralled until Elizabeth Warren came out. And I was like, oh, I'm ready to
0: leave. <laughs> I didn't want to listen
1: to her. You know, I mean, they, even Harry Reid. And I sat and listened to Harry Reid But when she came out I can't remember what they were even uh, debating or talking about um, I, I think it actually had to be do with uh, Global warming actually is, is what I think they're talking about But when she came out I'm like I can't listen to her Let, Let's go I, I, can, I can listen to Elizabeth Warren uh, But yeah I mean yeah, I, I think she's doing it it's, it's it's really not It's it's not as big news as of course As they're trying to make out of it uh, But I am glad to hear You know I'm, I'm glad they're kind of unre- you know, I'm focusing, you know, away from Roy Moore, but I think they have a non-starter here, and I think why it was why it was still so important for them. And I'm not, when I mean them, I'm not just talking about the Democrats. I'm even talking about some Republicans too. Uh, they do not want Roy Moore in there because I think he could be the bellwether uh, or whatever the term is to start cleaning the swamper, as uh, as uh, Huckabee called it. Uh, draining the cesspool. He said, cause uh, at least the swamp has some ecological value to it. <laughs> Whereas Washington's not. So that's, uh, the draining it, calling it a swamp is as, Now of course they use swamp cause you know, DC really literally came from a swamp. Right. Um, but anyway, is that, and I think it could be, you know, the start of draining the swamp or cesspool, whatever, you know, description you want to call it edge if you want to give it or whatever Where. Um, uh, Because you know, one, he's a lot like Trump. He's he's a really controversial figure. Uh, No, I really don't think Trump's as conservative as a lot of people have been giving him credit for. But you know, I mean, some are saying he might be the most conservative president since Reagan, which is kind of a sad fact if that's really true. Um, (laughs) So um, you know, but anyway, I mean, not only the Democrats didn't want doesn't want him to win, and I still think he's got a shot even after all this and especially since it's, it's, it's kind of dying down, you know. I mean, it's with all this other stuff going on. And now, of course, you know, we'll cover this maybe next week on North Korea, uh, and, you know, supposedly you know, shooting off another rocket. I don't know how many people have heard a lot about that. Um, supposedly now they have, uh, you know, a missile that can, that can reach uh, D.C., uh, at, least land, you know, at least distance-wise they can, whether they can successfully land it is something I don't think they have the capability of, uh, but anyway uh but but I think that you know that there there's many Republicans, of course, look how fast you know there was Republicans who uh dropped off the bandwagon, not bang league, but you know what I mean dropped their support of Roy Moore and how quickly they did it because I don't think they they don't want him in either because they you know he's beginning to drain the swamp, and a lot of them look at the people who didn't you know who wanted to jump ship uh from more these are the people who in my opinion should get uh primaried out you were talking about draining the swamp I think you look back and you look at the people who withdrew their support for for uh, Roy Moore and I think that the you know those are people that you could consider you know getting some new folks in and and primarying them out and I think Trump he should uh you know he he should support them I, th- I think almost every uh, no, he, he supported Strange, if you recall, in the uh, in the primary. But he kind of backed away from it, I think, once he's seen the writing on the wall, which shows that he is becoming more experienced as a politician. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, but then, you know, you see so you see the people jump ship, and those are the same, you know, globalists, rhinos, uh, you know, statists, you know, someone would want to call them. Uh, New World Order folks, I mean, these are the people that you know. I, I think are afraid of him doing thus that because the people, the people want the swamp drained. They do. I mean, the, you know, and then that's why you're hearing a lot of people saying, "Let the people of Alabama decide. Let the people of Alabama decide." Because the, and through my understanding, I don't think the people of Alabama really care all that much about these allegations. I think a lot of them, you know, especially those who would already vote for them, think it's BS. But you know, but they do really want uh, they do really want him out, or they really don't want him in there uh, because you know one, I, th- I think he will uh, support uh, you know support Trump's uh, agenda, and, and even now, since, you know, Trump's come out and hasn't been lambasting him like the other Republicans uh, have been. I really think that you know he, he's got even Trump could say, hey, say, look, man, I didn't stab you in the back, like you know Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Uh, you know, so you know, help me get my agenda. And the, and the Republicans, they really need that. They they really can't lose that. seat, you know, even though it may not matter, because it seems like the they can't really get anything done. I think about it. I mean, Obamacare still out there. Um, you know, they're talking about taking you know the individual mandate out with the uh, individual mandate out. You know, with, with the Senate, but I think the Senate version of the tax bill. But even now, even that's in jeopardy. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't know. I just think, in you know, agenda wise, in order to get things done, they're really going to have to clean house, uh, in, in the house in the House and Senate. Not to be redundant, but I mean, I think they really need to, they have to clean house in order to get uh, get anything get get the agenda done. Because you got too many, too many rhinos. You got too many, you know, globalist Republicans in there. Uh, John McCain, you know, that just, uh, they just need to be gone. <laughs> they need to be voted out, you know, so. Now, has anyone else heard any? Speaking of John McCain, I know this is a, a side note, but has anyone heard anything more about, ah, more, no pun intended, actually it was intended, but has anyone heard more about his, uh, his cancer ordeal? I mean, is he through that, or has anyone heard anything on that?
0: No, I haven't heard
1: anything, and, uh,
2: and sometimes I wonder if this was just uh, something that was uh, hyped up more so. I mean, I'm not denying, I'm not saying he didn't have anything, but I'm just wondering if it was hyped up more by the media so he could come in and do that strategic shot, uh, shutdown of the legislation. If you remember, he came out of the hospital earlier so he could go and, uh, and shoot down the uh, repeal of Obamacare I I started suspecting, you know, when he did the thumbs down and everything, I started suspecting this whole thing was hyped up and staged to a degree by the media. Because, you know, he went in there like the gladiator who just came back from uh, the the front in a war zone. And they were, if you remember, they were all applauding him when he came to the floor. And then they all held his breath. They all held their breath while he voted. And I think he even gave the thumbs down. And it was essentially a in your face, Donald Trump, because those two do not like each other. And uh, and then oh, he no. walks out and then he walks out triumphant. I started thinking, I'm saying, I wonder if he, he may have had something, maybe some skin cancer or something. He may have had something minor and they hyped it up. You know, because I, well, they, they had like a brain he,
1: tumor or something, didn't they? Well yeah, but that's Isn't what I'm he,
2: saying. He has a brain tumor and then a few days later he's on the floor of the of the House or the Senate uh, voting on the repeal of Obamacare. I mean, hold on here a second. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what I'm saying. What? Everyone was praising him like he was uh, Julius Caesar.
1: And, and, yeah, and let me tell you expecting... something about – go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no, I was no, just going to make a comment. A... Go ahead. No, go ahead, Thomas.
3: No, I just, wanted
2: to say, I just wanted to say the whole performance was suspect because if you remember, the media was hyping up this tragedy that had befallen – uh, you know, John McCain, oh, ooh, surgery, brain tumor, blah blah and and the first thing I thought of, how is this guy getting up and walking around like this after that? You know, uh, and, uh, and and then, and then it you know, it, it just seemed hyped up.
1: Well and that's a good point because I mean I personally I mean you know, I personally you know, know someone who recently and when I mean recently it's been a year. It's been a little over a year now, but who who passed away from a brain tumor. And let me tell you something, you know, someone with a brain t- – I mean, I've known two people, actually, uh, with brain tumors. Now, one, she was younger, and, you know, she, she did all right. But, I mean, th- I had another uh, – I knew someone else who uh, – she had a brain tumor, and the way it came out and, – and I was kind of wondering about it being suspect, too, because, you know, and I'm not saying it definitely is, but, I mean, I was kind of suspect, too, because – you know, the way that, you know, she knew something was wrong was she was forgetting things. And she, I mean, she she even I mean, even in her own house, she forgot how to go to the bath, not go to the bathroom, like go, but to get to her bathroom. I mean, she didn't even remember how to get to her bathroom. Like she was like she went out the door of her house when she was wanting to try to go to the bathroom. And then she forgot like something, you know, she's like, oh, that's weird. I I, I keep forgetting this. Well, you know, she was very forgetful, and uh, and then she went to the hospital, and they said she had an inoperable brain tumor. Now, they never—I don't think they said inoperable for for him, but they did say a brain tumor. And, uh, and we, you know, and you, you're right. Oh, we don't know what's going to happen. This and blah blah blah. And then uh, and let me tell you something. Within two two within two months of that diagnosis, she was gone. I mean, and, and yeah. you know, I mean, and there was a time where. You know they put her they they put her in hospice and they're you know within two weeks of them putting her in hospice I mean she went from looking her regular self lost a ton of weight you know I mean she wasn't like a real heavy woman uh, but you know you could tell where she was emaciated by the time uh, you know there was time you know what I mean yeah and then uh, but it was awful I mean I was there I was there when she passed away and I tell you what, I'm sure you've seen people but I mean I you know that that's something that I'll never forget. For the rest of my life, you know, I mean, just uh, the the staring of her eyes and stuff. It was, uh, you know, it's a horrible thing. And you know, when they said that about him, I'm like, oh man, maybe. I mean, I was literally thinking, well, maybe that's why he's been acting this way, you know, uh, lately because he's been acting really weird, you know, <laughs> lately it seemed more so than usual, I guess maybe. But um, so I really thought he was being affected by. it But now, I mean, you're not ever hearing anything in the news. He's he's, he's out there all the time and you know you get, got to see a little patch that he had uh, over his eye or something or, or whatever but beyond that i mean i haven't seen or heard anything. Well, that
2: that's that's what concerns me i think the whole thing was hyped up to be more than what it was by the media to make this guy look like julius oh, caesar has sure. returned oh yeah and, it and, i think this help as well yeah I, yeah I i think it was designed to be an in your face donald trump Performance.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then you know, trying to make him look like some kind of hero, you know, feeding off you know people's natural sympathies and things of that age. I mean, because I hate the I don't hate. I hated Hillary Clinton. I don't like uh, John McCain. Um, I mean, even I felt sorry. Cause I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, the, what, what that man's poor man's going to go through, you know, just by seeing what you know I witnessed. Um, and I even felt sorry for the guy and I can't stand him, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, now that I'm you're seeing him in the, you know, I thought, man, this guy to be better. And that, when he was making the votes, I'm like, how's he doing this? I mean, he would be better at him. The person I knew was in, you know, in bed for weeks, you know, and then, and that was weeks prior to, you know, the, the, the last two, which were, you know, she was in hospitals. and, uh, I don't know. I just thought, man, it's, just, and it, it's, it's usually not a, you know a slow thing, either, through my understanding, well, I mean, I know it depends on how advanced it is and things of that nature, but
0: well
2: i is there anybody else on the line? I don't want to keep talking unless oh
1: other yeah people just, want to jump well, in. yeah, they're on the list. John, did you want to add anything on that, and then yeah, look go ahead, John,
3: uh well, I didn't want to add anything on that, really, but I did want to touch base. Just on the fact that, you know, I'm watching C-SPAN quite often, and I think that our Congress is getting a whole lot of stuff done. It's just the media focuses on some of these other bigger things like the tax, you know, GOP tax plan reform and whatnot, and it's in, you know, lockup or whatever you want to call debating it. So therefore they focus so much on that it makes everybody think, oh, they're just not getting anything done. They can't pass health care, they can't pass the tax blah blah this and that. But it seems like that the Congress, uh, you know, Donald Trump is apparently learning that you can only get what you can get by negotiating with what they will allow you because you got 535 other people or 538 if you want to count all the individual different people. Um That actually are going to have a say on this thing And he can't force all these corporate You know um, Welfare people to help him Do what he wants to do So it looks like we're headed for the 1920s Gilded age Because I don't see tax um, Tax rate cuts That's a good thing But if you ain't going to actually cut spending and get rid of all these tax credits, tax grants, tax rebates, and subsidies programs. You know, Tesla gets $500 million. SpaceX gets $500 million. NASA gets $19.5 billion or whatever it was. And uh, it just goes in on. ABC batteries, and then you heard of the cylinder thing in the past. So if you're not cutting the spending, then you're, st- and you're still pushing up the debt then you're still basically just giving corporate America their welfare. Well, and, you know, Trump in his speech today, he said, okay, we're going to get this tax plan thing done, and then we're going to go back and take care of health care and make sure that thing gets done. And then, hey, how many of you guys like to see the uh, welfare taken care of or whatnot, you know? And I'm like going, okay, you're going to jerk the rug out from under these people because you're not going to allow we the people to actually have our voice included reciprocally and mutually in the rule of law. So, therefore, you're going to run roughshod over the rest of us with all this stuff and continue to do these corporate handouts his hands tied behind his back. That's why Bannon left, so he can help try to get better candidates to replace all these down-ballot people that are crony, crooked capitalists that are, you know. Screwing over we the people So we got to try to figure out How to identify who the real good guys are And get them in office And get rid of the bad guys So Trump can get more of what I think He's trying to get done done But right now he has to settle for 10% or 20% Of the loaf because that's all they're going to give him Back to you
1: Well John I think we, Well without information I think we might have to have a new segment On the show called The uh, John C-SPAN Report you can kind of tell us what, uh, what, 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 what's going on. And, uh, no, I'm serious. <laughs> you can let us go on with, uh, I, I love CP. I mean, I don't, you know, I no, Are you working? You know, you don't have to answer. Right? Are you, are you retired, John, or
3: yeah, wrong, wrong medium to talk about those kind of things.
1: Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, well, I don't, I don't, we don't ever talk off air. So <laughs> I don't even think we email, um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean if you, I mean if that's uh, I I C I love C I used to watch that all the time. Um uh now I don't you know really watch much T V much anymore, but if mean, if I had the time to do it then you know, that'd be great. So yeah, I'm all serious serious doing a uh a, a C the John report. I think that'd be kinda cool. <laughs> but anyway I do see that it's uh, about uh six minutes uh yeah, actually about five minutes before I have to start shutting things down for the evening. Uh, and so we'll go ahead and do, uh, you know, our closing comments. Each person's got a couple minutes to do that um, for the show. But we'll uh, first see if um, – and I appreciate it. The American Statesman uh, still being uh, – hanging in there. Uh, if you want to be some uh, some closing comments, you're welcome to push the one. You know, I'll get you in, uh, and we can uh, do that. And then – but first, uh, Kelly, would you have any closing thoughts uh, for this evening?
3: Did you say me?
1: Kelly, let's see first if Kelly's got any closing thoughts there. As he tries to get back in with us. Yeah, I hear something clicking. So, Kelly, just, you know, pop in and if you can get that. Um, that's what happens when you're in California, as Kelly oh, is. Oh. No, but uh, go ahead, John. What, what would you uh, say would be your – and what, we're going to have to have a three-hour-long debate, I think, uh, me and you, about where the American do- tax dollars should be spent uh, and be in, on specifics of where the money should be spent. I think that would be a, a lively debate, John. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but for people who are long-term listeners of the show, you know John uh, and I go back and forth uh, semi-often, uh, especially when we talk, uh, tar- start talking about government spending. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of our space program and NASA. And you, I don't know if you purposely meant NASA, uh, John, when, in your spiel earlier, if, or if that just came out when you were mentioning the SpaceX and, and NASA. I don't know if that was a, a little jab at me, or if you just brought this up. He <laughs> you knows so how much I, I support the space program, and and because uh, I do, I do think that it is in the public's. Best interest, and if tax dollars could be spent on anything, it, it should be on the public's best interest. Uh, and I think it is a good investment of our tax do- dollars. I mean, it's better than giving monies over to foreign countries, foreign nations, and and, and, and uh, weird surveys and stuff that they spend money on. Um, but anyway, we, we might have to do that uh, one time, John. But anyway, beyond that, uh, what's your uh, closing comments for this evening?
3: I'm not jabbing at you, Robert. I just wanted—I'm just—I would say that to anybody. I'm just very picky about the fact that our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence is supposed to represent all of we, the people, and I don't like these people getting into office and our congressmen and senators and all of them deciding who they're going to manipulate with our money around the world, and then they have to send our um, people to go fight the wars to break out over this kind of manipulation stuff. And I I like NASA too I just don't like the way it's being funded with the say of all the people That's unconstitutional But anyway, that's another day Back to you, I'm
1: done Well, I don't know it's Anyway, well, we'll you, You're right, that is for another day And we got about uh, A couple minutes, maybe about uh, Three minutes before I about to close things out And we'll go ahead and Leave it to our guests And thank you very much uh, Thomas, for coming on. It was definitely a pleasure uh, uh speak with you on and off air and I hope we can do it again and I hope we can have you on our show uh to you know talk about other topics If there's an, any other topics you'd like to discuss you know of course we are welcome and to get them in and uh yeah definitely and I appreciate you you sharing out the link uh, to folks uh for being on the show as well as uh sharing it afterwards so they can listen to our podcast and you know, uh, get an interest for us and, and, and join us as well. Uh, but we got a couple minutes for you, Tom uh, Thomas, to uh, give us your closing comments uh, for tonight. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Well, I appreciate you uh, allowing me on the show to uh, get this word out. I think it's important that people understand the history and the background of this particular protest, the NFL, and where I suspect they're out of bounds and what we as a people can
1: do. No pun? It,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping like, you know, down the road, like we can expand on this some more, but I would, I would love for people who are listening to this, to your show, even if they didn't call in to submit their comments or maybe some formula we can come up with on the two instruments I presented one with a boycott, how we can get a nationwide link of Americans throughout the country to boycott in unison. And number two, uh, anybody with the legal ease, the understanding, the knowledge, because I just presented what I understood as a layman. If there's anybody who thinks we can pursue this, and maybe we can go to uh, one of these uh, legal centers, justice centers that uh, you know, do pro se cases and hope that maybe they would support such a pursuit, because I really think we have substantial grounds to uh, declare that this performance by the NFL is unconstitutional with these uh, protests. So, but I, like I said, I appreciate if they can call you. I mean, I'm sure you'll announce your with people, way people can contact you at the end of the show. But if anyone has any ideas, suggestions, and stuff and want to pursue it further, I hope they get back to you and uh, let you know their thoughts and maybe some solutions. And once again, I appreciate you letting me on the show so we could talk about uh, this topic, expand on it. And uh, in the future, I know you and I talked briefly once about. Uh, the history of Obamacare, which I, I think a lot of people would be in shock about if they knew how it was that. Oh,
1: yeah, formulated. definitely. Man, I wish we could have touched base a little bit of that on that. Yeah, definitely. Like to, who knows? Maybe we can even schedule that for uh, the next show or so. But, yeah, definitely. I'm, uh, now, I know I got a um, – on December 13th, I will be uh, – I don't know whether I'm going to be able to do a live show on December 13th. I may have to do it. Uh, another time because i got a personal invite to uh a dinner from uh the Greentownships uh, pre- uh GOP president where the uh, gubernatorial candidates will be speaking uh here in Ohio uh so uh i got invited to go uh, to dinner listen to the vice uh, the vice uh the lieutenant governor and cuz she's running uh for governor and, if, and the other uh, Gubernatorial cabinets. We're going to be talk, uh, speaking as well, so I'm hoping to get the opportunity to maybe rub some elbows, and then also to uh, perhaps uh, obtain some uh, interview promises to, to get those candidates on the show. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping now be I may not be live on the air, but I will be still <laughs> uh, working there on the on the show, and perhaps even get some audio uh, from their speeches uh, so yep. that I can you know play them here uh, on the show for you.
2: Yeah, that'll, that'll be we're great. Well, and well, like, well, like I said, you know, if we get an opportunity to expand on on the Obamacare, which I think a lot of people would be shocked if they knew how it actually came to be, you know, because in this country it should have never presented its face in front of our legislatures if they were true representatives of the people, because it's it's socialized medicine at its maximum, and that has no place in this country. But hopefully, we can talk about that. And let people know what happened
1: Definitely yeah, and so That may even be our, our next episode Since that was a good segue But I do have to end tonight As I do every night And that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn And you can hear more of her music By going to www.aubreyashburn.com uh, Thanks again everyone For coming to the show We will see you next time Take care and good night
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Good night and thank you